Kinsey Pax and Roland have uh, made their way into the Badlands to uh, uh, start a new life uh, after getting getting uh, away from the law in the garden. Um, they came across a farm, the Munson farm, befriended uh, the the uh, father of that family and uh, purchased some spice from the uh, from the entrepreneurial son, um, and then not, took it. Not the Jedi. <laughs> uh, took it to um, took it to the nearby town of Soldina, uh, and that in the town of Soldina they met all sorts of fun characters, including a uh, a little girl who uh, was following them around and trying to give them a tour. Uh, her name was Alma. I forgot her last name. Burns. Alma Burns. Mm. Um, <laughs> and she. Uh, they also found out that the uh, nomad pack um, that this town relies on to transport goods to and from the town um, was running late. Um, and so uh, uh, they went about their day, and then um, a car came careening into town, and Pax uh, managed to save uh, young Alma Burns from the, uh, from the car before it ran her over. It crashed into a nearby house, and they found out that the driver of that um, car was dead and supposedly one of the Riveteers, uh, which is the name of the nomad pack for this region. So um, the town, a little concerned, um, decided to employ these three drifters to try and figure out what was going on. Uh, the one lead they, ha they had was in the back of the neck of this riveteer was an, uh, an arrow um, that seems to have been crafted by a tribe that lives, uh, that neighbors the town to the south in the Snake Eye Canyons. Um, so, uh, uh, while the townsfolk are, uh, more or less are a little, um, uh, confused by that, by the potential turn of events that the, that the, um, uh, the Ophidian clan that lives, uh, to their south has somehow turned on the Riveteers and perhaps the town as well. Um, uh, they sent these three drifters to the south to investigate Snake Eye Canyon and, um, while, uh, they were just outside of the canyon, um, it was the middle of the night, they decided to set up camp so they could go into the canyon with sunlight, um, and, uh, they hung out a little bit, Kinsey and Pax got to know each other a little more, and then, uh, Kinsey took Roland on a wild lizard chase, uh, in the middle of the night, just dragged Roland, uh, uh out of the camp and r r took him around, and they finally found a tiny little lizard with a trap, and, and, and then tried to make Roland skin the lizard, and then Roland made me kill the lizard. <laughs> Roland was not having it; was very upset, uh, and so he left. And right after Roland left and crested over a hill, uh, Kinsey found himself at Arrow Point. Um, a young woman uh, in her like early to mid twenties, um, very um, uh, physically fit. She's wearing like dark armor um, with, uh, you can see like feathers and stones in it. Um, half of her face is painted uh, completely black. And then uh, the other half of her face has like some uh, reddish brown like markings around the eye that she has the arrow pointed to, uh, pulled to um, as she points this finely tipped, uh, potentially poison arrow at your face, Kinsey. And when we left off, she said, how about you call your friends? Um, certainly, but uh, I must ask, are, are you going to hurt them if I do? 
It may seem like a stupid question, but at, you know, when, when we mean no harm, we're not here for any reasons other than diplomatic ones. If you mean no harm, call them over, and we can have a nice talk. Uh, all right, fair enough. Um, <laughs> Roland! I'm sorry, I don't remember your alias name. Uh, could, could, could you come back, please? Uh, I'm a little bit stressed out. Not for any particular reason, just be careful. Not for any reason. And no. the other one? <laughs> no, absolutely not. I don't, I don't know if she can hear me, but... Uh, please, Roland, can... Can, can you bring a uh, Pax? Actually, did we even come up with a name for her? I don't. Sorry, I just. It'd be very helpful if you could, please. Okay, but understand, if I go wake up Pax, and you're not in immediate life-threatening danger, <laughs> both of us will be very disappointed. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Kinsey, you see a kind of smirk on the face of the woman who has the arrow trained on you. <laughs> nice friends. Oh, yes, we've we've gotten close over the past few months. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll go. I'll go wake up, Pax. Um, Pax. Pax. Pax, wake up. <laughs> no, it's just me. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. I'm pretty sure Kinsey's in, you know, some kind of immediate life-threatening danger and we need to save him. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's sort of, you can tell in his voice when he's trying to play it cool. Yeah, okay, hold on. I'm going to get the, like, um, night vision goggles and, like, scan the area. <laughs> okay. Uh, go ahead and roll an observe test. Uh, no negative penalties due to uh, um, it being dark. In fact, I think your night vision goggles are good enough. They give you a bonus when looking in the dark. Yeah, they give me a plus one. You're up against a ten. Okay. Well, I guess I'm going to spend grit to play to the gallery. Um, so I can count this 13. Okay. Then, um, I, I have a, I have a third, I have a 13. Okay. And I have one 13. <laughs> Uh, so you plop down your night vision goggles and start moving the way that Roland is guiding you. Um, and as you kind of crest the hill, you like hold Roland back so you can kind of scan the area. Uh, you do see Kinsey um, uh, with a, uh, a woman who's... Um... Kinsey, are you very tall? Um, no, I think... <laughs> Just about, like, 5'11", I believe is what I said. Okay, so she's just a little bit shorter than Kinsey. Um, and she's got uh, an arrow trained, uh, kind of pointed at his chest at, like, half-drawn. Um, and uh, you see her and Kinsey 
clear as day. And then you also see, like, amidst the, like, rocks and, like, hills nearby, uh, you see some movement. And you realize there's maybe about six people uh, waiting to move in um, on on Kinsey's position. But they haven't moved in at, uh, as of yet. Okay. Roland? Yeah. Uh, you're about to be up. Um, okay. It's not Kinsey's fault. Well, we'll have to agree to disagree. Um. <laughs> uh, and um, I will get rid of all of my... Um, what I'll leave... Not get rid of. I'll leave all of my weapons in the car except for my concealed knife okay uh, which will go in my boot I guess cool and then yeah and so walk you, you over. Rolling, walk over the hill Kinsey you see them come over the hill kind of lit by the campfire behind them uh, and then they drop down into the moonlight um, walking towards you um, as you think about... What about I tell you? I'm, I'm pretty sure the arrow is poisoned. Does this count as life-threatening enough? <sighs> and about yeah. ha- halfway halfway from the, that little hill to where Kinsey is, um, uh, once you guys get about that far, you see movement in the shadows around you as six more of, uh, of like, these... Uh, some of them have uh, bows. Some of them have um, kind of, like, stone-hewn, like, javelins and knives at the ready. And they kind of like slide out. They don't like make any immediate gestures to you, but they let their presence be known so you know that you are surrounded as you walk in. And uh, the the woman says, what brings you to this land? Well, um, the town of Sildina hired us to investigate the dead riveteer with an arrow Sort of like the one you're holding in the back of his head. She narrows her eyes at you. Uh, go ahead and roll a manipulate. Have I impressed her with my dress? No. <laughs> That's fine. It's a pretty good roll anyways. Well, you are up against a nine. Cool. Uh, I've got three net hits over a nine. Okay. She narrows her eyes at you for a second and then, like, lowers the arrow away from Kinsey, and she goes, Dead Riveteer. Yeah, he had, like, the handkerchief around his neck. I guess it's the thing. She, uh, uh, doesn't completely let go of the arrow, but she lets it kind of drop nearby her side. And you see the others are looking at each other kind of confused. And she goes, Soldina sent you. Yep. How long have you been traveling these parts? Like, this region, you mean? She nods. Four and a half days?
I believe the three of you need to speak to the elders. Great. That's probably what we're here for. <laughs> and she, Sorry, I didn't catch your name. You can call me Sky. And then she turns to the others and says, let them return to their camp and collect their things. We'll escort you into the canyon and lead you to camp. All right, um, we've got a truck. Is that a... Can we bring it or... You will be able to traverse the canyon in that, yes. Great. We should leave. We can make it before sunrise if we travel now. Okay. Come on, Kinsey. Okay, sorry. Thank, thank you for not shooting me. She nods politely at that. <laughs> uh, and as you make your way back to camp, they kind of like follow you. Uh, they kind of clump together a bit, a ways behind you, kind of talking a little bit. She says some stuff to them, and they fan out again as you're like kind of starting to pack up camp. And she approaches and says, "I'll ride with you in the in the back of the truck." Sure. And uh, uh, as she, like, as you guys are kind of getting it done, um, she goes, The Dead Riveteer, you said he had an arrow in the back of his, like this? Uh, yeah. Um, if I'm not mistaken, exactly like that. She looks a little nervous at that and, like, slides it into her quiver. And she goes, And you've seen no one else around here since you've left Soldina. Nope. There was a lizard that Kinsey made me kill, but... Yes, I watched. I don't think he did. <laughs> <laughs> was it as awkward for you as it was for me? It took longer than I expected. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Just trying to teach you a thing or two, and I'm not great at multitasking. I'm... Uh, and you load up the truck. She hops into the back of the bed. Um, and then um, you see uh, out of the the six others, um, uh, they kind of like whistle. And out of the shadows, their eyes kind of gleaming against the headlights of, of your car. Uh, you see the hulking, furry, uh, menacing frame of these large, like, wolf-hyena-like creatures um, that, Kinsey, you can identify without a roll. Uh, these are warakin. Uh, they are vicious creatures, uh, mostly home to the Badlands, um, and uh, incredibly hard to tame. They are carnivorous, um, often banned from towns uh, due to their, you know, uh, habit of eating other mounts <laughs> um but uh you watch as the six others uh basically uh two to a two to a warrican hop up on the back of these warrikins bareback and kind of ride ahead in the night very fine mounts you have there i have a picture of a warrikin to show the stream one of these days <laughs> eventually yeah. Should really just have it queued up, but you know me. <laughs> Only remembered that I had a picture of it just now. <laughs> Wondering what a, a war can looks like. Can we give it a second to focus. Yeah. 
Those Man, green the fact eyes. That it focuses in on the face before the rest of the body is terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I don't know for certain whether or not um, Crystal's going to have... Oh, I'm super blown out now. No. <laughs> um, whether whether Chris, uh, Crystal's going to have Prince of the War again, but I know she'll have Prince of Some of the Beasts uh, available uh, for sale at C2E2. Um, so uh, uh, they write off. She doesn't respond to you, Kinsey. Uh, and and uh, she just says, I guess, to Pax because you're driving. Uh, she kind of leans to your side of the cab and says... They'll stay within sight. Follow them. <laughs> you have your night vision goggles. It's very easy to see the Warrican um, as they ride off to the south. Um, and uh, yeah, there's uh, she doesn't say anything to you guys as you as you travel. She's just kind of sitting in the back of the cab, uh, watching you, um, potentially listening in. But there is like you know the windows and everything. So if you guys want to talk at all along the way. That's up to you. Otherwise, it is an awkward, quiet drive on your way to Snake Eye Canyon. So, um... Go ahead. Have there been problems between you and the Riveteers, or...? Oh, you you shout that back to her. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, She looks at you and she goes, No. But do you like just like your your regular job, a uh, <laughs> scout? Yes, I am a scout of the Ophidian clan. Very perceptive. See anything real cool lately? No. Mama. <laughs> it's usually quiet around here until recently. Do you mean like the last ten minutes, or like more than that? The former. Okay. <laughs> I'm just trying to make polite conversation. It's sort of weird to just hang out in the back of our truck silently, looming. It's kind of the point. Okay, but I feel like it's sort of defeated now that I've addressed it, right? She shrugs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So is that is the lizard like good eating, Kinsey, or or? <laughs> well, in, in a pinch, it can be, uh, depending on how you cook it. Uh, it. It was more the act of catching it that I was trying to hone yeah. in on in my lesson, you know. Okay. Did you say- learn anything? Um, I learned that that, that this region is dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> Given a present situation, I suppose I can that. Yeah. So, like, you can't just eat... Well, I can't eat the lizard as a snack now, is what you're saying. But, I mean, no, we probably should have cooked it if you wanted to eat it. Well, I, I didn't then. But now... <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe uh... Healing. And if, if the sun were up, perhaps I could cure a little bit on top uh, on top of the truck, but it's not quite warm enough that right now. Although, how warm is the engine getting? Putting <laughs> raw meat on the truck—it's not happening. <laughs> but why not? 
Because I stole this truck fair and square. It's my truck, and I say no. Yes. Sorry, I'm still learning about this whole ownership thing. But I, I suppose I, I, I get that one. I, I, I turn back to Sky. Yeah, see... Uh, like, he just... He thinks in terms of the group, like group ownership, right? And he's still sort of working on individual possessions. Why not share what you have? Well, you know, it's exactly. Like, See, that's what I'm saying. No, hold on. She asked me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing, Sky. I would if he'd asked, but that's the thing. He didn't. It's just sort of polite, right? Just to not assume that everything is yours because it's around. To each their own, I suppose. If that's how you want to live within bounds together, then I can see the logic. So, sounds like your thing is your, you know, tribe's thing is much more communal than that, though. Yes? In that we share what we don't need with each other, yes. But just sort of like hypothetically, if someone were to walk into your home and see a thing that you weren't using and just take it, just trying to get a read on where that falls on the scale of fine to not fine. (laughs) (laughs) We're coming up on some rough terrain here. Keep an eye. (laughs) Oh, don't worry. I'm not driving. No, she says that to Pax. (laughs) I know. Uh, and then, yeah, as you guys, you, uh, uh, you, you start to enter the canyon, um, where, uh, you see it's kind of like these plateaus that, uh, are car, well, like, naturally carved, like, these pathways through these different plateaus, and it kind of starts sinking down and gets deeper with, like, the, the walls raising higher and higher above you, um, and, uh, you follow the Warrican, um, uh, two of them split off out of sight in other paths and then the one that's kind of leading you uh keeps moving ahead um and you follow like a winding path for another you know uh 30 to 45 minutes uh and then it starts to slow down and she goes you can stop here i do Uh, and she hops off of uh your car definitely Walks up, makes a couple of hand signals to the uh, uh, two on the warrikin. Uh, one of them drops off of the warrikin and stands in front of the truck. And then she hops on the back and the other one rides ahead uh, out of sight. And the one that's in front is just kind of standing there. He's got like a, a, a long like hunting spear. Um, and you actually see he has a pistol on his on his hip as well. I could take him. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I can take him. Um, and you see that his uh, his head is painted uh, uh, from the like no uh, point of the nose up is painted in all black, and then he has some uh, some like brown markings uh, right here that go down his neck. Hello there. <laughs> and he just gives you a bit of a nod. And he stands there. He kind of eyes your truck a little bit, doesn't really say anything, 
And I think a good 10 minutes pass with him just kind of standing there watching you three in the car. Does the, um, does the paint have a significance? Is, is that your first question? It does. Would you mind illuminating me on its purpose? Practicality in one. Camouflage. These marks here indicate my ability with an animal. Okay. Um, is it like more marks as higher ability or the presence of any marks? I'm just I'm trying to understand, you know, your people so as to better diplomat. When we get into camp, you'll want to speak to Shesh. She educates outsiders. Okay. Packs asleep. Yeah. And then uh, after staying there for a bit, um, you see movement behind him again, and um, that one Warrican rider uh, pulls up, and Sky hops off of the back of the Warrican, uh, and the uh, man with the spear kind of folds back, uh, and she goes. We'll move on foot from here. Your car will be safe. All right. Off we, off we go. Max. Mm. <laughs> yeah. We're leaving if you want to. Okay, hold on. I'm going to gear up. All this stuff. Sure. I think about taking Miguel's gun. I don't. It's <laughs> probably smart. Uh, so you... Uh, I do put it in the front seat, though. Locked it doors. Uh, the other two disappear, so it's just you guys with Sky, with Sky again. And as she walks, she goes, Apologies for the... Harsh welcoming. Ambush. Yes. As ambushes go, it's the most welcoming one I've received. I can agree to that. We are not usually as territorial, at least outside of the canyon's domain, but times have been strange in the past week or so. We thought maybe there were enemies afoot nearby. Hmm. There might be. It's not us. When we enter into camp, you'll speak with Apep, Shesh, and Lot. They are our leaders. They've instructed me to inform you what has passed in the last week. If Soldina sent you, then you know that the Riveteers are missing. Um, we knew that they were late. Uh, missing is new. Well... Late for Soldina is even later for us. Usually the Riveteers pass through our lands and, and travel through, save some time, trade with us, and then move to Soldina. But we have not seen them. And what's more, two of our scouts have gone missing. We thought it a prelude to the, an attack. 
The, the Riveteers thwarted from, from their path. Two of our scouts gone missing. We've been wary. The news that Soldina is unaware of what has transpired has possibly changed the landscape. How so? It means that they are not our enemies. Well, they'll be thrilled to hear that. Yeah, also there's maybe one guy. <laughs> so. What do you mean? You all have a standing scout troop and are obviously trained. The people of Soldina, like... They're not fighters. That is fair. Yet they have the capacity to hire... She narrows her eyes for a second. Two capable fighters. I mean, there's more battles than uh, fought with guns. She, she nods at that and says, Yes, but I wouldn't call that fighting. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, it's not polite. Clearly you've never been a defense attorney. <laughs> she chuckles at that and she goes, can't say that I have. <laughs> uh, and then you come around a bend and you see um, torches lined up in an area. Um, you've entered into uh, basically like a small village carved into the side of, uh, of like a, a cave mouth in this canyon. Um, you can see like archways that lead into buildings. We have like uh, beads hanging down, kind of blocking line of sight in, um, and the line of torches down like what is basically like a, a walkway leading towards kind of a central area where there seems to be a rudimentary well dug into the ground. Um, and uh, it's re relatively small. You don't have to travel too far into the center area. Um, uh, but you do see that the cave, like the, the buildings go up, uh, to the top of like the cave and kind of arch in with the walls a little bit. Hmm. Um, and, uh, from some of the windows you can see, uh, faces of, of different people kind of like watching, um, and lined up on either side of this, like kind of row of torches guiding you towards the well, um, are some of the scouts you've seen and some other people, uh, armed that you didn't notice before. Um, and standing there in front of the well... Uh, is um, a man in his mid-50s. Um, he is wearing um, a scaled leather uh, uh, with um, uh, like uh, different like gems kind of sewn into like, uh, it's almost like studded leather basically, but with gems instead of metal. Um, and uh, he has um, kind of sheathed on his back, you can see these like long curved blades um and then um standing to his right in the uh, in the middle is uh, a woman in, in her uh maybe late 80s she has worn features a uh, slight hunch she's wearing um um some all of them are kind of wearing uh, dark fabrics mostly black a lot of like reddish brown um and she's wearing um like almost like robes that are kind of like tightly tied in multiple p parts of her body to uh, 
uh, kind of make it a snug fit. Um, she's got several like bands and straps that hold these robes close to her body. Um, and then it kind of like gives out at her waist and kind of hangs loosely and freely around her legs. Um, and then uh, to her right is um, uh, another woman in her, you know, 60s maybe, um, uh, who is very tall, very slender. Um, uh, she's got a completely shaved head and uh, she is wearing a, an eye patch strapped over um, with like a leathery fabric um, tied up. Uh, and uh, she has a lot of tattoos kind of creeping up her neck. Um, and uh, uh, you uh, walk up to them, sky ahead of you. Um, uh, gets to them, holds her weapons in front of her and like nods and then moves off to the side. And uh, uh, the older woman in the middle says, Welcome to Snake Eye Canyon, travelers. I understand it has been a long evening for you. Yeah. Apologies for the rude welcome you've received. But these are trying times. It is uncommon for people to roam our lands. What are your names? Uh, I'm Roland. This is Kinsey. This is Pax. I am Shesh. This is Apep and Lot. Apep being the, the man with the swords and Lot being the very tall woman. Are you via the spiritual leaders? I am the spiritual leader. Apep is master of the hunt hmm. and Lot is our clan crafter. Very pleased to meet you three. What news do you bring from Soldina? Well, um, about a day ago now, uh, a riveteer crashed into town um, with an arrow that looks an awful lot like one of yours uh, in his head. There's like a little bit of murmuring in like the huts and, and the crowd around, and uh, Apep seems to bristle at that, and he goes, It can't be. And Shesh, like, puts a gentle hand on his elbow and says, anything else? Uh, they they haven't heard anything from the Riveteers uh, in a bit. They're a few days late for their stop in Soldina. She nods at that and she goes, the Riveteers are good friends of the Ophidian clan. They are useful for letting us see beyond the canyon. And they bring us much needed aid and take what wares we have to trade. We are worried to hear that they are missing. Worried even still for the two scouts that have gone missing as well. If you are a friend to the Ophidian clan, we welcome you. 
you can rest here tonight. But first, we must eat, break bread together. And perhaps we have business to discuss in the morning. Sure. Yeah, we, we mean you no harm. We're here purely in a investigatory and diplomatic capacity. I can eat. I humbly accept your generous offer. Thank you. She nods and then uh, Lote uh, like claps her hands together and says, Let's feast! And um, uh, the town kind of like relaxes and um, uh, some people start bringing out like from like the different homes, they bring out like a couple tables and uh, it seems like everyone from the clan is kind of bringing out parts of meals that they have in their homes to kind of set on these tables uh, to kind of like make a makeshift like family style like long table where like you can sit with the clan. Um, and uh, yeah, it's pretty quickly assembled uh, this kind of like makeshift feast um, and uh, they uh, shesh like gestures to like an area for you to sit down. Apep and Lote go off to the sides, and um, she goes, "Please sit in the center, and we will fill your bellies with food familiar to you, and then we will partake in the Canyon Snake Heart together as a sign of our new friendship." Sounds delicious. I gotta say, your ability to put together a feast at 4am on a moment's notice is impressive. <laughs> she nods and she goes, it's mostly dried meat and stale bread, but... But just like the readiness of your people is the, <laughs> is the real thing. We were told of your coming from our scouts. <laughs> <laughs> the welcoming ceremony of the Ophidian clan is important. It lets us see that you are not our enemies and that you are you belong in this land and you mean it no harm. We're the guardians of the canyon, you see. Please sit, eat, enjoy yourselves. Yes, Kinsey immediately does, yes. Same. As you sit down, some of the clan starts to sit by. Some of them seem a little more interested in you guys than others. Um, and then you kind of hear, um, uh, they start playing some music off to the side, uh, in the town square too. Um, uh, there's a man in like his, you know, early thirties. Um, he has an instrument that's a two stringed instrument, um, on a, on a long pole with kind of a cylindrical bottom to it. Uh, and he plays it with a bow, um, uh, kind of like sliding his finger up and down. It's kind of like. Uh, it's, it's, it's not, it almost sounds like, like a, like a, the instrument is singing, but it, you know, it's, it's, uh, not quite like the same kind of tenor that you would get from a, from like a traditional violin or anything like that. Hmm. Um, uh, and he starts playing like a nice melancholy tune in the back. Um, and everyone kind of sits around and, uh, sitting across the table from the three of you is Shesh, Lote, and Apep. Uh, who uh, partake lightly in the meal and everyone else is kind of, you know, it's, it's four in the morning. Not every, No one's really that hungry. <laughs> Some people are eating and talking. Uh, uh, Sky sits nearby as well. 
Um, uh, and, um, yeah, they, they eat, um, uh, and her kind of, uh, demeanor changes a little bit as she sits down and you guys are now like, you know, friends. Uh, it's like, she's off the job. Uh, <laughs> uh she sits down, um, uh, drinks like, a uh, a mug with some like water in it, uh, sets it down and goes, so you're not from Soldina. Where do you call home? I guess, I guess it's sort of that truck. Yeah, it's the truck. <laughs> you don't, you remind me awfully uh, a lot of the Riveteers. They would say a similar thing there. They take their homes with them. Yeah, I, they'd probably say it with more gusto, though. <laughs> We don't get that many drifters through here. Uh, as was said, we don't get many visitors at all beyond the Riveteers. Uh, why, why is that? Is this... I mean, I assume people are aware, you know, it's, it's your home. And try not to intrude, but like, is the terrain dangerous or... It can be. I mean, the... Canyons themselves are difficult to navigate. Most travelers prefer to go around them instead of chance getting lost. Um, also, I believe outsiders have a certain fear of the Ophidian clan. Um, it is true, we do protect this land, but only from those that mean it harm. Anyone who comes and uh, is willing to break bread with us and prove their um, intentions are clear then uh, they are welcome here. But honestly, I think it's because we don't have much to uh, offer the world beyond guidance through the canyons itself. Um, from my understanding, Soldina is also relatively remote as far as uh, settlements and factory towns go. Yeah, it's sort of in the middle of nowhere, really. But the three of you, the three of you must have traveled from the garden, just in, judging by the uh, stains on the heels of your boots and your, and uh, the wearing on your clothes. The colors are still quite vibrant, which implies you haven't been in the Badland Sun for too long. Yep. Very perceptive. My understanding is not many drifters who come from the garden choose the life in the Badlands by choice. Well, you know, flower business in the garden is a cutthroat game. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> and, you know, uh, you win or you die, as they say. Uh, she looks to Pax and says, And you, you carry yourself with the walk of a fighter, a warrior. And she gestures to, like, the bandolier of knives on, across your chest. Yeah. Use those for 
trimming flowers. Everything's got to be protected every now and then. I see. Um, at this point, uh, uh, a kind of basin is brought over, um, and you see um, a little like meaty, um, uh, no no bigger than like an inch in any diameter, um, a little meaty like pockets like these little hearts get dropped into this basin and they like throw some spices in and then they light it and it like a little bit of a little bit of flame uh kids a little bit a little bit of flame lights up and then and then dissipates and then uh uh the the basin is presented to apep who takes a heart and shesh who takes a heart and lot who takes a heart and then held out to you um, are uh, you see in the basin? There's three little uh, uh, meaty, uh, slightly cooked hearts um, uh, for you to grab. I take the biggest one, <laughs> not because I want it, but because they can't handle it. Oh, I take the mediumest one <laughs> because I'd like to appear tough, but want to work within my limits. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose Kinsey disappointedly takes the smallest one. <laughs> Jealously looks at Brolin's. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Shesh holds up the heart and says, To our new friendships, may all ill intentions be purged. And she uh, takes a bite of the heart. And uh, uh, like she doesn't take a bite. She takes like the whole heart whole. And so does Apep and Lote. Sure, I'll um, eat a um, heart. Um, no, 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 no. It's, it's like, it's hard. It's like, it's like chewy, more chewy than you would want it to be. Um, Why do you keep making the heart is still pumping? <laughs> <laughs> that's, your, that's you chewing on it. Um, but yeah, you, you like bite into it. It's much, it's like very muscly and like kind of hard to chew into. Um, uh, the, whatever like spices and stuff they put on it, like quickly give way to just like the, like the taste of this thing. Uh, um, which starts out, um, uh, like warm and, and like, and meaty without like any real taste. And then as you like chew on it and like swallow it, uh, your, your tongue begins to tingle and burn and your cheeks begin mm. to tingle and burn. And I need all of you to roll a negate test at a minus four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Negate at a minus four. Are we uh, in the wilderness? <laughs> yes, I, I would say I would say yes. Even though this is a town, uh, um, you are you are. It's I, that's kind of the inherent nature of the tribes on manifest that they don't remove themselves from nature. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna spend three grit to go it strong. Sure. Um, so I Me can too. count. I can count these two fives. <laughs> Oh, heck yeah. Mm. Oh, heck yeah, heck yeah. I just need to not look like a complete fool. Fair enough. Heck yeah, heck yeah. 
heck yeah, heck yeah. <laughs> okay. What did everyone get? Poison. <laughs> uh, two hits. Okay. Also, two hits for for Kinsey. Okay. What about you? I Pat? have four hits. Okay. All right. On a four or less, I have four fours and a three. Uh, so, <laughs> Pax, you are totally fine. Yes. Um. Roland and Kinsey, each of you has to decide one of these three properties to suffer. Um, Three hit point damage, three hit point damage, or nausea. (laughs) Remind me what nausea does. Uh, Mechanically, it's um, you take negatives to... Uh, basically all of your physical actions unless you uh, vomit. And then the the vomit only helps you for a little bit and then it comes back. Oh. Okay, yeah, I'm nauseous. That's fine. If it ever comes up that I need to do a physical action, this negotiation is broken down. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to double check. Uh, Minus two to all actions that use finesse, muscle, or durability uh, until you spend a whole turn basically emptying your stomach. And the minus two effect restarts on the next round of combat. So basically, like you just get you just get waves of nausea every like every like minute or so. <laughs> you know, I, I I've got quick healer, so I think I'm going to take the hit point damage. Okay. Um. So uh, let me just double check. Uh, nausea is a short-lived effect, so for a handful of minutes, Roland, you were just going to be hit with a bunch of nausea. So we'll say at the very beginning, the first one is involuntary. You you throw up a little bit. Um, uh, you're you're like basically like all three of you. You see like looking at each other, kind of glancing at each other. You see your all, at each one of your like lips like start to become a little bit like dark grayish color, and like this kind of like the veins around your like jaw start becoming this color. Uh, and then, like, it kind of goes down your neck, and then, like, you watch as, like, Pax's, like, uh, like, those kind of markings on Pax, like, start to fade really quickly, um, whereas for Roland and Kinsey, they kind of linger. You also notice that the three, uh, leaders of the Ophidian clan have no such markings, uh, except Lote gets, like, a little bit of, like, a, a grayish color on her bottom lip, but it goes away pretty quickly. Um, uh, whereas this kind of, like, gray flush, like, lingers on Roland and Kinsey for a minute. Uh, Kinsey, you kind of, like, heave a little bit, like, kind of convulse a little bit, like, uh, uh, like, uncontrollably. Roland, uh, you kind of involuntarily turn to the side and, like, just vomit a little bit, uh, onto the ground and, like, kind of, like, you know, have to take a couple breaths and, like, look up. And then you can see, like, the, like, the color fading off of Roland's face and then, like, uh, the color starting to, like, fade a little bit slowly in Kinsey. Um, and, uh, Roland, when you, when you heave a little bit, everyone's like, (laughs) 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 And, like, and one of the, one of the, uh, clan members sitting next to you, like, slaps you on the back as you sit up, like, you're not ready for it, you're still feeling a little weak from heaving, and it's like, oh! (laughs) As they, like, hit you, and then, uh, uh, and then, uh, yeah, and then uh, Pax, like, someone, like, wraps their arm around you and is like, yeah! <laughs> and uh, and Sky, Sky nods to you, like, impressed Pax. Um, uh, and uh, and um, Shesh, go, uh, Shesh raises both of her hands and everyone kind of, like, gets, gets a little quiet. And she goes, 
Their intention, their malintention has been, any malintention has been purged. Welcome to the Ophidian clan. Thank you. <clears throat> it's got quite a kick. A little bit, a little bit. Uh, she smiles at that and she goes, the three of you took it better than most outsiders. And then, like, everyone kind of eats a little bit, and they, like, start wandering off. It is really, like, late at night, so they kind of, like, make their way back into their houses. Some some of the tables start getting pulled back away uh, until it's just you guys sitting with uh, the Ophidian leaders. And Sky is no longer sitting with you, but she is, like, present. She's kind of, like, uh, she's helped some people get their stuff back in um, and is, like, kind of cleared some of the table and is kind of lingering. And you notice some other some other, some of the other scouts are also kind of lingering around. Um, uh, and, uh, Shesh goes, I'm sure you have questions, but, um, if you would like to rest, we do have, uh, lodgings through that doorway there. If, uh, if you would prefer, otherwise we may talk. Roland, that kind of like nauseous feeling is like right at the top of your throat. <laughs> I'm torn internally. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to. I want to look tough. Yeah, no, we can. We can talk now. Do. Uh, she nods and says, "I understand you were sent by Soldina to investigate an arrow in the back of a riveteer." Yeah. Um, so a riveteer crashed into. Um, sort of the art zone of Sildina. <laughs> um, and and the the riveteer inside had an arrow in the back of his head. It was one of those very fine stone tips. Yeah, they're they're sort of curious. I think partly about why that happened, but mostly about where the riveteers are. I think. They, I mean, I, I don't actually know your situation as much. You mentioned the Riveteers bring aid, but Soldina will not survive without some kind of regular visit from a nomad pack of some kind. They don't have all the supplies they need to be self-sufficient. We are not as reliant on the Riveteers for goods and the like. However, we do rely on them to bring news of what lies beyond the canyon. As was said before, the Ophidian clan guards these lands. We can never leave. And so we rely on the help of outsiders like the Riveteers who can bring us what we can't provide ourselves, and also to give us a sense of our surroundings beyond the canyon land. So to hear that they are missing, and to hear that they have been attacked is troubling. And then Apep goes, yeah, but it, you say it's an Ophidian arrow in in the back of that well that's 
That's got to mean that something bad has happened to our scouts and their weapons have been procured because it would not make any sense for any of our scouts to do harm to the Ophidians or to the to the Riveteers. They are allies, our trusted allies, have been for years. Um, I, I have a couple questions that may seem culturally insensitive, but I, I preface with asking them with that. It's not my intention. Um, so first, you mentioned that you, you guard these lands, which sort of implies that there's something here to guard. And then you mentioned that you'd never leave. And I, I wonder, does every one of your clan feel fine with that? Uh, Shesh nods and goes, Our confinement to these lands is not a choice. Not one we made, anyways. Our ancestors long ago spoke to the great barrow snake below. And they were given health, long life, and good fortune, which has been descended through all the clan. We have no illness here. But, in exchange for these gifts, the Ophidian clan cannot roam beyond the canyon lands. If we do, we are stricken with disease and die. So we guard this land. We see to it that it is not ill-used. We see to it that all who enter here mean no harm to the canyons and to the spirit snakes. And in exchange, we live long, healthy, and prosperous lives. Such is the way of our clan. Such is the fate that was decided for us hundreds of years ago. And there's, there's never been anyone who's been unhappy with that arrangement. She kind of shrugs slightly and Apep goes, you every once in a while, every generation, you get a few who think that they can go out further, travel into foreign lands and thwart the will of the Barrow Snake. But every one of them comes crawling back, pox ridden, Gasping for air. Only returned to health if they make it back quickly enough. Um, it, does that... It, it, does that sound like anything I've ever heard of? I, I'm not a doctor, but I am well-read. <laughs> um, I guess you can roll lore at, like, a minus six. Okay. Unopposed, so um, minus six. 
Uh, yeah, uh, I got two hits. Okay. Um, you've heard, you, like, they say, like, I, I think I may have read about the Ophidian clan once, right? Like, like, you feel like maybe you've heard, like, read it, re- like, referenced once before, like, the Ophidian clan, like, stays in this land guarded to it, uh, but, like, kind of spiritually bound to the, to the canyon. Um, uh, and, and then beyond that, you don't have anything super specific. Um, it isn't uncommon for um, the tribes of Manifest to feel a uh, deep connection with the land that they live on. Uh, that's kind of like part of, you know, from what you've heard, that's part of like what their ancestors long ago, um, you know, pre-departure um, kind of did. They kind of ventured out until they found a place that like kind of felt like it had like a spiritual energy that they could connect with. And then they set up there. Um um, but like this, this notion, uh, you, you've never heard of the Barrow snake before. That's not, um, um, that's not, uh, a, a, like anything that coincides with any other religion, um, that is widely practiced throughout manifest. Um, but again, it's not super uncommon for tribes to have their own kind of, uh, specific religion that only is practiced amongst themselves based on like how kind of isolated they are. Uh, oftentimes they, they don't um uh their their beliefs don't kind of like permeate the rest of manifest um and you also think like you kind of think about it and you're like a lot of tribes sometimes they have pockets in different parts right um uh especially the larger ones like the bronze claws um or or the or, or clan malachite um you know they don't have just like one home that is their only home sometimes they have a, a scattering of them um but uh uh so it does seem like the ophidian clan is at least unique in the sense that it only exists within this canyon and nowhere else um and the the idea of them dying if they leave from some mysterious disease that affects only them that you you don't have the medical training to be able to like diagnose anything like that um uh, you you've never heard anything like it though. Mm. Hmm. And I suppose you would you would be able to uh, with two hits be able to rule out some kind of weird like autoimmune thing where like when they venture out they're exposed to diseases they wouldn't be exposed into the canyon because they like the the they nomad, interact with people. Yeah, the nomad pack comes through all the time, so like any diseases would have been. And a nomad out. pack is basically just like the common cold on wheels yeah (laughs) exactly so you don't think it's something like that um yeah i'm not i'm not sure maybe it's nothing i just i I mean i don't i I don't think any of us really know where where whether it is are it's the last time you saw them they were headed back out i suppose or uh, how does that route interact with you? Yes, they had left Soldina and passed through. They always use the canyon. It saves them time. Uh, and we expected them back roughly a, a week or so ago. And yet, they have not come. And shortly uh, before that, about a week ago... Maybe a week and a half. Two of our scouts went missing. So we started to fear that perhaps dangers were lurking beyond our reach, planning some kind of attack on the land that we are sworn to protect. 
And are the, the Riveteers the only people that you interact with, uh, besides the occasional person from Soldana, Soldana, I assume? For the most part, yes. Um, very, very rarely uh, travelers will stumble, in, uh, stumble upon the canyons, and if their intent is good, we will lend them aid and comfort as we can. Um, but uh, as far as regular interactions, yes, the, the Riveteers and uh, the occasional visitor from Sodina. And who is this, uh, the most recent of your visitors? From Sodina? Or from anywhere else, if anybody else needed aid. No one since the Riveteers. Hmm. Um... And as far as Soldina, they don't come too often. Occasionally, um, we interact with Miss Burns. She likes to travel and will occasionally sightsee around the canyon. She's a kind woman. Um, And uh, uh, Mr. Klein frequents our village once or twice a month. Does he, uh, does he ever play, play a tune or two with a fellow with a bow? Oh, Lustra. Yes. They will occasionally compare their styles. <laughs> well, it sounds like the only thing to really go on is these two scouts that went missing. Yes. Uh, I, I assume... You've investigated somewhat, but I imagine from the sound of it, any trail that led out of your lands you're unable to follow. Yes. Um, Unfortunately, our scouts are incredibly hard to track. It's part of our training. Um, And uh, APEP goes, yeah, they didn't leave much for us to go off of. And they didn't return, and we saw no signs of them, any traces. Like they just disappeared. That that sort of implies they left of their own accord, then, right? Well, I suppose if they made it far enough that they fell just beyond what we are comfortable tracking, we didn't send anyone beyond the uh, outer reaches of the canyon land. We try to steer clear as much as possible. Uh, and Lote speaks up, going, if the three of you would like to do a bit of a search beyond where we can travel, mayhaps you could find their remains. And then Apep goes, but why would they go that far? It makes no sense. I mean, Tekt and Molu were some of the best scouts I had. They wouldn't recklessly venture beyond our limits. Um, Roland, go ahead and roll blend for me. Okay. Um, as he does that. Um, also, where where's the next town that uh, that the Riveteers would come from? 
or go to? What is the next stop on that route? Uh, south or um, south of here, there is a town called Soft Bend. Hmm. Uh, it follows the mountain ridge to the south, slightly to the west. It's a good for the river tiers. It's a good week's travel from the canyon. Hmm. And they travel rather fast. Uh, you're you're up against a nine, Roland. I rolled very badly. I have a lot of hits with all the numbers, and I don't beat a nine. I was just about to ask if I could read this dude and see, like, I don't think he's trying to do a coup, but I just want to rule out that he's trying to do a <laughs> uh, Yeah, the blend I had you roll was not about him maybe doing a coup, so if you want to roll manipulate, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you cut out for a second. You say I can roll that? Yeah, you can roll manipulate. Okay. Hey, you're up against a nine again. Ah, implying I'm rolling against the same person. <laughs> uh, I got a 10. Uh, cool. Just one? Yeah. Okay, so you got one net success. Um, you don't think Apep has any ill intention. You don't think he's hiding anything. Um, you think, uh... It, it might be true of the, the hunters and scouts of the Ophidian clan uh, to be, like, to not give a lot away, kind of like with your interactions with Sky. Um, uh, so it, it seems seems likely, like, he might have more to say, but you're not sure. You don't think he's necessarily trying to hide anything. You think he's, if there's anything more to be said, it's just stuff that he's not, like, sure. freely throwing out there. Um, but you don't know whether or not there is anything more for him to say. Okay. Uh, yeah, so Kinsey, uh, Shesh responds, say, uh, telling you where Soft Bend is. Well, at least we could, uh, go in that direction, but I don't think we'd, we, we would want to travel the several weeks just to see if they've, uh, made it there. Perhaps, uh, we could go to the LRC Tower in town. Yeah, I think I think first thing tomorrow we'll go and investigate these missing scouts and you know, perhaps we can go further than your people can. And if that doesn't pan out, we'll check in uh, soft bend. She nods and and then um uh Lope says if you're returning to Soldina, I would like to send you with a basket, a sign of good faith to the town, to let them know that uh, the arrow that was used on that river tier was not fired from one of our own. Certainly. Of course. Of course. Um, and Sky speaks up, um, uh, stepping forward a little bit as she does. She goes, the Riveteer who died, was anyone able to identify who it was? Uh, the uh, the preacher in town didn't recognize him. Uh, his uh, face I'll, was a little bit damaged. I'll describe the car, though. <clears throat> she blinks a little bit and she goes, I'm, I'm not certain who drove that, but I, I did, I've spent much time with the various members of the Riveteers. If uh, if you'd like, I could perhaps come with you to Soldina and 
view the the body and maybe at least give the preacher in town something a name to say over the grave my understanding is in tripticism names have meaning and power when it comes to burial i'd love to offer my assistance in allowing him to pass on and um uh, there's a little bit of a bristle amongst the uh, the three elders, and Apep goes, Sky, uh, Soldina is too far for you to travel safely. She goes, I it's it's just beyond our our reach, and and I can go identify the body and return before I fall victim to our curse. And they kind of look at each other a little bit, uncertain. And Shesh is like, I don't know, Sky. I think perhaps it might be wiser to just trust the drifters on this. I mean, you know, no one in town could recognize the Riveteer. We don't know the Riveteers and can identify this man. We have very little information about any of the situation. Every little bit helps in figuring out what's going on here. If I, you know, I, I admit I don't understand the boundaries of, of your territory as well as you do, but if the sky believes she can manage it, it could genuinely be helpful beyond just, you know, helping in, in the burial ceremony. She nods, and then Apep looks to Shesh, Lote looks to Shesh, and she kind of watches um, uh, Sky for a second and goes, Sky, I understand your desire to shed light on the situation. Your motivations are pure. If you believe that you can return to us intact, of course, we support your decision. We'll do anything we can to help. She nods. They all they all kind of like nod and Shesh goes, thank you. As for your services, the Ophidian clan may not have much in the way of spurs to offer you, but we are very interested in finding out what is going on. We rely on the Riveteers for us to understand what how the world develops around our canyon. And our missing scouts are of the utmost importance to us. If you can return with information on either score, we can offer you trade. We have... Um, many tonics and medicines of of great effect uh and lot here and apep could see to your gear or weapons or armor and perhaps provide you with modifications or support in some way um just out of Curiosity. Those uh, 
spices that you used on the snake heart? Are those purely for uh, ritualistic purposes, or would you use them in other cuisine? Uh, <laughs> Lote goes, the spices used on the snake hearts is ceremonial in nature. We don't use them for any other cuisine. The spices you tasted on our on our food, our bread, and or on our food, our meats, and and such. Uh, that's that is what we use for lighter fare. The um, uh, specific salts and and um, minerals used on the snake heart are unique to this canyon. I see. I see. Quite excellent. It uh, really helped it go down slightly easier. Uh, I will say we are we are perhaps uh, trying to get into something of the spice game. You know, it's a little less cutthroat than the uh, flower shop game, as as I'm sure you well know. <laughs> um, <laughs> but if there's any chance at all, uh, you would be willing to part with some of your uh, less ceremonial, uh, less culturally important spices. Uh, perhaps that could be arranged as part of the trade. They kind of glance a little bit at each other, and then Loke goes, of course. <laughs> Thank you. Very, very gracious. I appreciate that. <laughs> and I kind of nudge Roland with my animal, being like, hey, yeah, not that bad of a businessman after all, hey? <laughs> I, I, we'll talk later. <laughs> <laughs> If there's nothing else, I'm sure the three of you would like a good night's rest before you head out. Our scouts can show you, well, Sky in particular, can show you the way out of the canyon in the morning. That sounds great. Uh, this was lovely, but um, I think we're all very tired. And she uh, nods at that, and when she does a pep and lote, uh, stand up and begin like removing what's left on the tables. Uh, Sky and some of the other scouts step forward, and basically those tables and chairs are removed. Um, Apep goes off with some of the scouts. Uh, Lote retires to a home, and you're just left with uh, uh, Shesh and Sky. They they like, kind of have a hushed conversation with each other. Um, uh, Shesh like presses a hand on her shoulder and like leans in. They touch foreheads. And, like, she kind of puts a gentle hand on Skye's, like, face uh, as if giving her some reassurance. And then um, she steps back and says, good evening. And uh, uh, disappears into a, a different home. And uh, you're left with Skye, um, who kind of moves a tear away from her eye and then um, gestures to the, uh, uh, the home, like, kind of behind to your left. And she goes... In there is, you'll find lodgings enough for the three of you. And I will return there in the morning. Thank you for your uh, generosity and hospitality. We, we do truly appreciate it. She nods. And uh, I, su I suppose the three of you walk into that home? Yeah. As you do, you notice, uh, Roland, you're not unaware of the fact that two of the scouts seem to kind of post up outside the house just to maybe keep an eye on it. 
Great. <laughs> That's fine. I don't have any nefarious plans. It sounds like I do when I say it like that, but I actually it really don't. Does. <laughs> yeah. uh, and you step you step through the beaded uh, uh, curtain of this door. Um, you step in. You see through like the candlelight. Um, uh, it's it's almost like a uh, the interior of this home is almost like a clover uh, with three rooms. Um, kind of like circular in nature, all openly enter, uh, uh, touching like kind of a central area. And um, in one of the rooms, you see um, uh, like, well, in one of the rooms, you see uh, two sets of beds uh, carved into the uh, into the um, uh, walls. Uh, so four four uh, resting places in total. Um, and then in another room, you see kind of like a sitting area with like a, a kind of a fire pit that isn't active at the moment. Um, and then uh, in the uh, in the third room, um, uh, it's sort of um, almost like couches, uh, some like kind of like a little sitting area. In the central area where they all reach, um, uh, there's just kind of like a, a rug. Um, you think like maybe Wasset Hyde rug, uh, kind of stained and um, uh, painted uh, with with uh, uh, designs um, similar to what you saw on some of their clothing, um, kind of uh, taking up the central area. And uh, you see up above, there's like little like carvings in the um, uh, in the uh, ceiling. Um, that have like these slightly glowing gems scattered around. So it looks like there's kind of like a, a multicolored night sky above you. Nicely <clears throat> decorated, I suppose. So I'll, I'll take that bed over there. Sure. Never mind. Yeah, that's fine. Kinsey, how does us acquiring more spice? Help us sell Munson Spice Blend. <laughs> well, are we, are we going to be a, a spice distributor? Or are we just going to represent one singular brand? I thought diverse, di diversification could help. I, I guess, but like, we barely get paid for Munson Spice Blend. <laughs> <laughs> I am of the belief that Munson Spice Blend will pay for itself once we start up our uh, operation. It would have if you hadn't declined for that to be the case. <laughs> Look, right now we're in the distribution part of our plan. Once we get to the actual location and brick and mortar of it, then we can have that discussion then, okay? You know what, Kinsey? This is your venture. I'll let you run it how you want to run it. Come now, it's our adventure. Nope, this one's yours. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to help in the ways that I can, but but you know what? I'll let you lead from the front on this one. All right, fair enough. I'm going to bed now. <laughs> See you in the morning, then. Mm. Max, you want to... Well, I guess... <laughs> <laughs> Pat has already claimed a bed and is <laughs> sleeping. Uh, Kinsey will have a quick smoke and then he'll go. He'll go to the go to sleep. And during that, he does heal all of the uh, hit point damage. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Give, judging point. by what your durability stat is, yes. Um, uh, yeah. So uh, you all wake up in the morning feeling totally refreshed. Uh, and as you kind of. Start
start to wake. You see that the like in the um, uh, like there's not a whole lot of light in this canyon, and yet those kind of stones that are like um, embedded in the ceiling seem to be a little bit brighter and shine a little bit of a a, a cleaner light into the uh, uh, into it. Not enough to like light the house itself, um, but it does kind of like it. Ha- it has like the become slightly brighter. Um, and, uh, as you kind of wake up and get up, uh, you see sitting in that kind of, uh, part of the house that is like, kind of like, um, basically like benches and, and stools and stuff, um, uh, sitting there, um, uh, writing on like a piece of paper is Sky, And she looks up as you start to wake up and she goes, good morning. Ah. <laughs> Uh, she no longer has her face. Uh, none of the none of the face painting is there. Um, she's still wearing um, uh, similar clothing, though it's not like that same like very very dark um, uh, clothing. She still has kind of like those like feathered like shoulder pauldrons uh, and and um, um, like kind of like functional leather. Um, uh, but uh, she's not as like stealth mode as she was the first time you saw her. Uh, and sitting next to her on one of the benches is like you can see a bow and like uh, a sword and a bunch of arrows, um, uh, all kind of uh, bunched up in like a nice little like traveling roll. Good morning. Would you like to eat on the road or eat before we leave? Hmm. I don't mind a little bit of uh, road food myself. How about the two of you? That's fine. Uh, sure. She stands up, pulls out like a, a roll of, of fabric and like unties it uh, and lays it out on like a table. And she goes, plenty of dried meat, jerky and some bread. Have your fill and we'll hit and we'll start travel. We want to get to Soldina as soon as possible. Um, I, I do have a question for you, Sky. Of course. I I think there's a river tier you don't want it to be that crashed into Sildina. <clears throat> there's a few river tiers I would prefer it not to be. I'd also prefer it not to be a river tier at all. Mm. The car you described, it doesn't ring true from what I recall, and I wouldn't claim to have perfect recollection of all of their vehicles, but from what you said, it was somewhat of a shoddy craft, and they take good care of their vehicles. Something doesn't add up. None of this adds up. I agree. None of it really comes together to form anything cohesive other than nothing. So I figured the first thing was to confirm that it was indeed a riveteer who died. Sure. You um, don't happen to have... You didn't keep the arrow. I can't... I, I honestly can't remember. Did you guys keep the arrow or did you give it back to them uh, after you inspected it, Kinsey? I thought I kept it. Okay. That could be incorrect. Yeah. How much grit do you have? 
<laughs> also true. I do have six grid. No, I, I'm not gonna make you spend your grid. I think I also remember you you keeping it. Um, okay. Uh, and so uh, she goes. I'd also like to see the arrow if you have it. Uh, yes, uh, I brought it along with us. Kinsey will produce the arrow. I, I think he has it with his back. She sees it and kind of rotates it around, looks at it, um, and then she pulls like the arrowhead out um, and looks at like the like off of basically pulls the arrowhead off of the um, off of the arrow shaft and like looks at the tip of the shaft and like checks the fletching and then she like curses under her breath as she puts it back together and like ties it up. She goes, this is Ophidian. It's not made by, it's not counterfeit, or if it is counterfeit, it is made by somebody who knows how we craft our weapons. Are there only a few people uh, within your tribe that, that do actually make these, uh, make these arrows, or can, could anybody have made it? The poison-tipped ones such as this are more the tools of the scouts than the hunters, but the hunters do carry them as well. Um, mm. It's not necessarily a secret technique amongst the clan. Sure. But this does imply that perhaps some ill fate has befallen our scouts. Um, for you to identify the Sriveteer, they have, like, you know, like, tattoos or something non-facially based. She nods and she goes, depending on who it is, yes, I've encountered them many times, guided them through the canyons for the past two years, and I've spoken with many of them. Plenty of battle scars and tattoos and stories of all sorts of things. If the face is as damaged as you say, there's a chance that perhaps I can identify them through other means. Okay. Yeah, I just didn't, I didn't want to waste the trip, you know? I understand. For risking your life. Soldina is right in the area of uh from our land where it is dangerous but if i'm only there for a short spell and begin traveling back i should be fine all right um let's head out i suppose all right she packs up the rest of her stuff slings it over and then leads you out of uh out of the canyon um to where your car is it's only three seats still, right? It, it it has a bench in the front. Okay, so she can sit in the back? No. um, It only has seating for... It's got three seats. It's and got then... three seats. Okay. Any number of people can cram into the back, though. And there's no safety features, so it doesn't matter where you sit. Well, it matters a little bit. If you, over, if you overfill, it does slow down your vehicle. <laughs> Um, uh, so she, she will climb in your vehicle will suffer if you're in some sort of chase or, or combat scenario where your vehicle's speed 
uh, matters, uh, it will be lowered by the fact that you are carrying too many passengers. Um, but yeah, so she'll climb in the back. Alright. We'll leave the window open. And you begin driving back towards Soldina? Yeah. Cool. It takes uh, a little bit of time. Um, uh, it was like a, a day and a bit, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to have to drive until sun, uh, sunset, set up camp, and then drive again. Um, uh, so... Yeah, I think I'm going to have you guys I shoot the it. shit. Yeah. I knew it. Kinsey is specifically not going to pick Sky. <laughs> I do not need to defend anybody else who can kill. <laughs> that being said, I am going to pick Pax. <laughs> okay, Kinsey. We just right, started Pax. being friends. I know, I know. I love to risk it all, though. All right, I'm gonna choose Sky. You choose cool. Sky. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make the mechanical choice to mend this fence, and choose Kinsey. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll have you all personality. Who does Sky pick? Sky doesn't roll. <laughs> oh, what? Uh, so you set up camp for the night, uh, pull the truck over, start a campfire, roll out some bedrolls. Um, Sky has one of her own. Who would like to go first? Kinsey got a success on his, so why not? Oh. What? <laughs> uh, so, Pax, you get to learn something about Kinsey. All right. So, um, I'll find Kinsey doing something Kinsey-ish, and, uh... He's probably hunting for dinner, right? Sure. I sneak up. Did you find anything yet? Oh, my God! (laughs) How do you do that? That's incredible! Oh, I've, I've, I've got some pretty sharp ears. It's very impressive. Um, so I followed you out here because I, I've been thinking about it, right? Mm. And so, like, you didn't know your parents very well, right? No, no. Right. And, like, so, so I was, you know, like, since we talked last about this, I, I just, like, cannot get it out of my head that, like, that, like, you didn't have a, have, like, a family until you joined the military, right? More or less. I mean, I, I, I was raised on a homestead, but uh, there's more of a community taking care of me, more than any any specific group of people. You know, I lived in several people's houses. So... So I was thinking that, like, your family could be, like, anyone, right? Do you ever think about that? Because my family, like, is exactly who I know, and they're dead, and, like, there's no chance of, like, anything. But, like, like, 
we could like like walk into Soldina and like meet your mom. <laughs> well, probably not my mom, but uh, as far as I know, I think my father's still alive, and any, anybody else said not sure. Also, yeah. I suppose I could meet my mom. There's no proof that she died. As yeah. as... And so it's like anyone you meet could like be your like real family. Doesn't yeah. that like do you think about that? Oh, regularly, no, but oh. I suppose now that you mention it, that is uh, very interesting. I mean, what if I was related to you and I, and I didn't even know it? Well, you're not because my family is all dead. But oh, right. like but like but but you could be related to Roland. You could yeah. be like long-lost siblings. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? The pair of us, long-lost siblings. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That might be nice. Yeah. So I was just thinking like like it's kind of cool. And and I don't know. I was I I don't know. Just everybody keeps asking like, "What are we doing here?" And oh, you must be from the garden. And like, like, and then we were like, maybe we'll do something. But like, really, all we're doing is like drifting, which is fine. And you know, I'm good at it, so it doesn't matter. But like, but like, would you? Like, what, what, is, what's your goal? Like, what, what do you, do you want to, what's like the scenario in which you stop drifting? Is it, is it that we find your family and we reunite <laughs> you and then like, and then like you can like have dinner with them and like, you can all talk about like hunting or whatever. But <laughs> <laughs> you just assume that that hunting is a, is a, is a skill you're born with. So it must be genetic. I mean, you have really good hearing. You said so. That I suppose that's true. So right. So. Fair enough. But also, I mean, I said or whatever. Oh so. yeah. You know, all, all in all, I I don't really settle uh, very well. I, I I tend to stay more on the move uh, and have at least for the most recent past. I don't know that finding a family and 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 settling down in a house and, and learning about them and connecting with them in that way would be a, an eventual goal. But I do like the idea of being attached to an establishment, perhaps a, a place where you would sell furs or a spice shop or, a, well, you know, Talked about doing an inn. I don't know how serious I was about that, but I suppose that could could be interesting because an establishment is not the same thing as a home. You know, you can you can leave an establishment for a certain period of time and come back to it, but you don't, you're not forced to stay there. That might be something I'd enjoy. Cool. Hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to help you hunt. So, oh, well, thanks for visiting me, I suppose. Uh, am I taking first watch, too, or...? Um, sure, yeah. That's a good idea. You should take first watch. That does make sense. All right. Well. 
Sleep well, Pax. <laughs> I'm already gone. <laughs> All right, Pax, who did you pick? Uh, Sky. Okay, and how many successes did you roll? Two. Okay, so Sky gets to learn something about you. Yeah. Um, so you begin um, making your way back to camp after talking with Kinsey, and um, at a certain point you kind of stop because you hear, like, movement to your side. And then, like, you turn and, like, draw a knife, and Sky is standing yeah. there. <laughs> Sky is standing there, and she puts her hands up, and she goes, Sorry to startle you. Oh, you did it. I heard you coming. Impressive. I know. I figured I could help Kinsey. I know these lands relatively well, and perhaps I could help him expedite a meal for tonight. Well, you can hear him for a mile from a mile away, so <laughs> he's over there. He's not that rough, but perhaps I could show him a thing or two, at least what to look for in these regions. But you, you don't strike me as someone who is particularly adept in the outdoors. No. She nods at that and she goes, your uh, companions, they seem strange. And the three of you together, it's not quite the kinship I would imagine a group of drifters to have. Almost a what? friendship of convenience than anything else. I'm curious. What keeps the three of you together? Uh, mostly the truck, I guess. <laughs> We had some adventures, and we could have separated, and we didn't. And then we got to another place, and we could have separated, and we didn't. And so now we're just kind of like a team, a crew. You say the truck is what keeps you together, but I seem to recall you claiming ownership of the truck. Judging by the talk of your friends, doesn't seem to me like you need keep them around. So I suppose, what is it that keeps you with them? Oh, I like them. I mean, also, I would probably drive into the middle of the bad Badlands and die because I have a terrible sense of direction. And also, I'm really bad with people. And like, like very bad. <laughs> and I'm not very smart. Which I've been told. A bunch. By someone. <laughs> <laughs> I 
So, you know, they they have things that um, I like about them and also makes them useful, even if I do have to protect them a lot. And then... You strike uh, me as someone capable of such a thing. Yeah. And then, um, you know, I have the truck and can drive them around. So they stay with me. That's why you're with me. I have the truck. I'm with you because you are tied to the mystery that plagues my clan. Mm-hmm. And also because I have the truck and you wanted to know about the truck. Your truck. I mean, your no question one. was about the truck in a way. <laughs> she looks down at the ground for a second and goes, I imagine you need some rest. <laughs> hey, wait, just a sec. Yes? You should tell me where the line is. When we When we drive over it, you should tell me where it is. Because if your spooky boo hag curse thing is real, then um, it might happen fast. And then I'll have to throw you in the truck and drive to the line or whatever so you don't die. So you should tell me where the line is. When, when I begin it. feeling the effects, I will let you know. I don't. I think. I think you're like me and you're going to power through. That's why you should tell me where the line is when we drive over it. I'm not so prideful as to deny the help of skilled travelers such as yourself. I will let you know. Okay. Because I have the truck and I'll just turn it around. I understand. Good evening. Kinsey, oh, wait up. going to take first watch. Okay, bye. <laughs> yeah, and Kinsey, um, uh, Sky kind of catches up with you and uh, says, are you looking for Lizard again or would you prefer something else? I mean, you know the land better than I do. What else could we be uh, looking for? We'll want to eat light. We're on the move. Um, but I may have something. And she kind of scans the ground a bit and she goes, See those tracks there? Mm. That's the track of a younger lizard of the same breed. Oh. But it is traveling alone at night, so it is adolescent at least. A good meal for a larger predator. Shall we? Do let's, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, and she... Um, uh, between the two of you, you're able to kind of follow this trail, and she she kind of points out um, uh, a few different spots, and uh, basically there's like a large um, snake-like creature that she eventually leads you to that preys on those kind of younger lizards 
Uh, and, um, once she like starts spotting signs of that, she like tells you about it. And then, uh, the two of you are able to kind of, uh, find a den and she smokes it out and you kill it. And you come <laughs> back to camp with, uh, with like a big dead snake. <laughs> very impressive. Very impressive. Uh, somebody was just shown how to survive in the wild. And for once that somebody was me. Yeah. That's an XP for you. Um, uh, Roland, who did you pick? Kinsey? Uh, I picked Kinsey. I got four hits. Alright, so maybe, maybe like, the, uh, either that night as everyone's kind of eating and then, like, Pax and Skyer are starting to get ready to go to sleep, uh, Kinsey's staying up for first wash and you stay up a little bit later, or perhaps in the morning as you guys are packing up, you two have a moment alone. Uh, I, I think it's that night. Um, and I think I'm like working on this Omni tool I'm building, getting very close to done. Um, uh, I turn to Kinsey. Okay, so here's the thing. You've 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 started an, an economic venture, and and as much as I've said this is your show, and I you want. You've started an economic venture, and now I, my, that's not how my brain works. I, I can't turn it off. Um, <laughs> here is how your economic venture will be successful. <laughs> hey. First, you really should have offered some Munson's Feist blend to, to, the, to the, 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 the Ophidian clan. It's, you know... We're trying to get the word out. They don't see a lot of people, but they see some people. And most importantly, they see some pe people who see a lot of people. And <laughs> so, like, there's a really good vector for sort of getting the word out on Once and Spice. <laughs> you know, I did have that thought. That does make sense. Um, the other thing is, before it gets incredibly successful, you're going to want to go back and talk about rethinking sort of your... Yeah, initial refusal of the profit-sharing agreement. It's a bad look to come back when a thing is successful and say, now I want money, as opposed to, hey, you know what? I would like to be a part of this on a financial level because I believe in it. That's a thing you can sell without looking like a greedy bastard. Uh, thank you. I, you know, not one to turn down money. That's an easy sell, you know? That makes sense. Sure. Um... Uh, you know, I think I think taking on more spice from the Ophidian clan, you know, fine-ish, but you got to consider your brand identity, right? Like Munson Spice <laughs> Blend, that's that's your thing right now. And I don't think the Ophidian clan is going to take kindly if you brand them as, you know, like a Munson Spice Blend, a Snake Eyes Blend or whatever, right? Like, you, there's no, like, you can't rebrand that. Yeah. So you've got to be conscious about the new things you take in and how to work towards, you know, furthering your interests. <laughs> Perhaps when we go back after hopefully finding these scouts and, uh, and we do get more information for the Ophidian clan, and maybe I'll switch it up. I'll say, hey, you know, I, I didn't want to take away from your store, but if you'd like, here are a couple of sacks of Munson Spice Blend, uh, and uh, that's just on us, and you can share it with whomever you uh, come across. That's pretty good, but also, we'll have done a service for them at that point. You don't have to give them something for free. 
<laughs> See, that's uh, like you're thinking then. Um, and the last thing is branding. You gotta come up with a slogan. That's how people remember your product. <laughs> come up with a slogan. There's in like, I don't know. What do you mean by? Um, I mean like, I haven't come up with a bunch, but just off the top of my head, Munson Spice Blend. It's a nice spice. <laughs> it's a nice spice. It uh, it rhymes. Oh, very clever. <laughs> but I will, you know, I'll work, workshop it. Yeah, you know, it. workshop it. The co- you know, the slogan <laughs> for your business is something deeply personal, and, and it, <laughs> it requires time and effort spent really honing in on, on what it is you're going to say to people to sell your product. Hmm. You know, Roland, perhaps when uh, we go and see the Munsons again and we renegotiate the contract, uh, <laughs> maybe you'd like to be a part owner or, or, or a partner of some sort? Uh, you know, I... Let me. I'll. I'll think about it. I, Perhaps in an advisory capacity. Sure. You know, I'm. I'm always happy to be compensated. Thing, um, but I. I don't know if I want to be tied down to just one singular business. You know, I'm. Who knows where we're going to end up? And if I'm chairman of a spice company, it's, <laughs> it's sort of like a spice-shaped anchor around my around my neck, really. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you mean. You're you're not wrong. I've had such anchors around my neck uh, once or twice, and it's not. It's hard to tell with you. Do you mean literal anchors? <laughs> no, I mean figurative anchors. I, I see where confusion could happen. You know, I do have a story or two. You know, it wasn't an anchor actually. Tied like a ball weight and uh, kind of chained it to my chest and sent me out into the desert for punishment. I tell you, I almost didn't make it that time, but uh, <laughs> you know me. And I'll go I, off on a. Uh, I really another... don't, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. All right. And so Kinsey tells you a fun little story about being <laughs> chained up and sent out into the desert to survive. <laughs> maybe, maybe a little hyperbole. You can't tell for sure. Uh, and, and then eventually, Roland, you turn in for the night. Kinsey, you watch for the night. Um, nothing uh, seems to happen through the evening, and uh, you're able to wake up and continue travel into Soldina the next day. Uh, and so you get in a little bit midway uh, later in the day. Uh, you push the engine just a little harder to, to – well, you, you stopped – yeah, you stopped like midway through instead of like all the way uh, just outside. Um, so uh, you get in a little past uh, – like a little bit later in the afternoon. You pull up to Soldina. Um, and one thing you notice as you get in – well, before you get there, I should say, uh, a little bit after you leave camp and start driving – packs uh there's like a knock on the window and you see um a, a somewhat paler looking um uh sky 
uh, looks to you and she's kind of blinking. Her eyes aren't like quite bloodshot, but they're a little watery and her skin is really uh, uh, a little bit more pale and you can see some bags under her eyes starting to form and she goes, it started. <coughs> hey, Kinsey. Yes. <clears throat> can you remember this place? Yes, I've got it. Right. <laughs> uh, and then, yes, uh, not too long after that, um, you see Soldina on the horizon, uh, and you approach it easily enough. Um, and uh, it seems about its business. You see there's been some work done on uh, on the damaged home. Um, it's not completely rebuilt. Uh, it's looks still a little like, but it has walls now where it didn't, and, and the like. It's been rebuilt at least to that degree. But you can see it's a very, very much an unfinished uh, job at the moment. You actually, as you're walking in, you see Duke uh, Russell uh, standing there. He's just hammering away, starting to like you know uh, put more paneling up, uh, and he sees you coming and uh, kind of like gives you a little wave. Um, and uh, you see kind of chasing behind your car as you do. You see uh, Alma Burns uh, running after both hands in the air. Um, she learned nothing. Well, she, she waited until you passed. <laughs> She's uh, tanned. She's incapable. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, you, you start pulling up towards the center of town where the church is. Um, and you do notice, you do see some new faces. Um, you see, uh, parked, um, uh, almost nearby the LRC tower, like kind of a little bit north on the road, um, uh, is, um, a very, I wouldn't say sleek necessarily. It's not like, it's not like super polished or anything. It looks like it's got like a lot of miles on it. Um, but it is a, a nice, uh, sturdy looking hover car. Mm. Um, uh, that is just kind of floating there. Um, and you see, um, uh, three people, um, loading crates onto that hover car. Um, and, uh, it's a, it's a man with like dark, uh, shortcut hair in his like forties. Um, a woman also in her forties. Um, uh, she's got a mechanical arm, uh, and, um, then, a uh, slightly younger man, like in his thirties, um, who's doing a lot of the like lifting as the, as the other man is kind of like, um, seeming to discuss things with some of the, um, the people in town. Uh, you recognize talking with him, um, uh, Lola Douglas, uh, whose home was, um, the one that was hit, um, you also uh, see um, Father Wells speaking with him, um, and uh, someone you don't recognize also uh, seeming to talk. Uh, they're kind of huddled around the car, um, but as you start pulling up, uh, Father Wells like says something to the man um, who like nods, and then engages with Lola in conversation, and Father Wells kind of walks off to the side to like meet you wherever you pull the car up to. Uh, I did want to say, uh, as we were coming in, probably around the time the, like Sky says like it started, uh, I like open the window and turn back to Sky. Hey, so it's gonna seem weird. I promise it's not nefarious. The flower game is extremely cutthroat. Sildina knows us as Ken Charlotte, Patty, and Ben Harris. So just like 
Be cool. <laughs> she, like, looks at you for a second and goes, All right. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, and so you pull into town, um, and Father Wells kind of flags you down as you pull up towards where the church is. Uh, and he goes, Welcome back. And kind of glances and sees um, Sky uh, in the trunk, or in the, in the bed of uh, the bed of the truck. Uh, and he goes, what news do you bring? Well, first of all, I got this very nice gift basket from uh, the Ophidian clan. Uh, they don't mean you no harm. Uh, Sky here came along hoping to possibly identify the Riveteer in the crash. You know, maybe being able to put a name to a face for the burial ceremony and all that. Welcome to town, Sky. And she goes... <coughs> Thank you, Father. Uh, but if, if we could do that sooner rather than later, uh, that would be ideal. Uh, Sky, of course, must return to her people quite soon, so. He nods and goes, I understand. It's it's not often that uh, the uh, Ophidian clan graces us with their presence. And, um... At that moment, uh, Duke kind of like uh, comes up the street and he goes, "Well, what is it, renegade uh, Ophidian or or what?" Well, uh, we're we're still sort of figuring things out. What is clear is that the Ophidian clan ain't your enemies. I say, getting out ahead of this riot, I can see in my mind's eye. <laughs> <laughs> The rest of the town starts, like, kind of coming out a little bit. They seem to, like, remark uh, uh, Sky um, with, like, some curiosity. She kind of uh, pulls back towards the truck. Um, and uh, uh, Father Wells uh, hands the uh, uh, basket off um, to uh, uh, Mother Lewis. Uh, and um, he goes... The Ophidian clan has sent us a peace offering. They are not responsible for the attack on the Riveteers. In fact, they're, he like kind of says, like looking to you for confirmation, Roland. Uh, and he goes, in fact, they're here to help. Um, as none of us were able to identify the Riveteer, um, this brave Ophidian scout has, uh, has, risked her own well-being in order to assist us. So, um, please, anyone else who, uh, who must send their goods, uh, speak with, um, Mr. Keller over there. Uh, I will see this, uh, uh, clan member and the drifters, uh, back towards the grove. Uh, you are in luck. We were, uh, we were waiting until this evening to do the burial ceremony. So the the body is still in the back. Then he leads you like around the church and you see um uh uh 
you see Duke kind of move up to the man who is identified as Mr. Keller. He's that uh, slightly older man um, um, who's kind of directing uh, the younger man to load up the hover car. Uh, and they, they begin discussing things. And you walk around the church with Father Wells. Yeah. Cool. Uh, he leads you to the back uh, where the, uh, the triptych grove is. Um, uh, there's, um, basically some trees that are growing, um, behind the church. Um, not that many of them and, um, um, uh, uh, definitely, uh, weaker trees than what you've seen in the garden as far as like triptych groves go. Uh, but you are aware that, um, the triptych church basically buries, um, uh, people with, uh, some seeds of, uh, uh, like a, a pair, uh, a, not a pair, uh, but three different seeds that kind of go together to create this kind of like intertwined growing tree. Um, these look a little bit shorter. They're not like super tall trees. They're almost, it's almost like um, uh, the three seeds together, um, depending on the, the terrain in which they're planted, kind of grow into a slightly different plant. Um, so uh, in, the, uh, in the Badlands, it's less like a tall, uh, large-like grove and more like, um, uh, almost like hedges um uh that are kind of grown up uh in these spots where where people presumably have been buried and there you see there's like an empty uh hole where um uh there isn't a body yet but off to the side sitting on a table under a cover is um is the body of uh presumably this uh riveteer and um as you're walking uh father wells goes so what exactly have you found out well, uh, the Ophidian clan ain't seen the Riveteers for a little over a week or so now. Uh, and also, a couple of their scouts went missing shortly before that. That's terrible. Um, and they, and, and you have no notion as to who may have harmed the Riveteers or your scouts? And, uh, um, Sky, uh, <coughs> no, sir, unfortunately, uh, uh, we are just as, as lost as you are. We're hoping the drifters can sort <coughs> things out. Uh, she looks a lot more pallid now, uh, her skin getting a little, a little sickly. Um, and, uh, he, Wells nods at that. And then leads over and he goes, well, um, if it is at all of any help, here is the body of the fallen riveteer. And uh, he folds the cloth down. It's a little a little grosser than the last time you saw him. He's been there for a couple days. You know, he's a little preserved. He was obviously kept somewhere cooler than outside the back of this church for the, for the time you've been gone. But he has been removed so as to be buried um, uh, this evening. Um, uh, he's as cleaned as he can be, but his face is still pretty, uh, pretty damaged. Um, uh, but you can see his, uh, his, his, like, clothes and effects have been kind of moved off to the side, and he's wearing just, like, simple, uh, cloth. Um, um, and when she goes up, she, uh, Sky kind of, like, looks at it a little bit, and then, uh, reaches out and, like, unfold some of the cloth to look at the chest and you see there's like a, a a tattoo kind of over a scar of like kind of a a, a bird kind of flying and leaving like a, a string of like of cloud behind it um and 
she goes, <laughs> this is a, this is the river tier. It's a fella called, uh, fella called Deke. Uh, father, do you mind? And he goes, not at all. And steps back. And she goes, this, uh, you said Deke came in on a, in a, in a car? Because that don't make any sense. Deke was a, was a good boy. He was a kind soul, full of life, and maybe a, a little bit too reckless. <laughs> but, uh, he didn't drive a car. He rode a bike. He was an outrider, a scout, actually, for the, for the Riveteers. He he rode a bike. He always he always went on about how he was gonna set a record. Once he got it all souped up to his specifications, he was gonna set a record for the quickest route from Markham's Landing to to Fort Dearborn through San Cordero. <laughs> he liked to talk a lot. He was good. I'm sorry to see him go. Uh, Kinsey, did you want to send that LRC? Oh, um, certainly. Yes, okay. and yeah, and perhaps I, I should check the general notices too for any new. Let's multitask. I feel like we don't actually have that much time. Fair enough. I'll, I'll, I'll head to the LRC Tower. Okay. Uh, so Kinsey heads off to the LRC Tower. Rolling packs. what are you up to? Uh, I am awful curious about these new folks in town with the hover car. So unless you got strong objections there, uh, I wouldn't, I'm going to go investigate that unless you think you need me here. Nope. Do you Good need luck. me with you? Nah, probably not. There's a whole town watching, so like... Okay. I'll probably be fine. You know, just run out into the street. I will see you. Okay? Yeah, no, I'll... I'll, I'll, I'll probably be fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Kinsey and Roland head off in the same direction because um, uh, the hover car is parked just a... Little ways north down the road uh, from the LRC tower, um, uh, you can see uh, um, Mr. Keller shake hands with Duke Russell, um, uh, who basically like uh, whistles loudly and like waves his hand. You see that he's got like some help nearby the general store, who like nods and they start like wheeling out like crates. Um, and as uh, as you're walking, Roland. Uh, Michelle Green actually intercedes with you. Kinsey, you walk towards the LRC tower, but Michelle Green kind of walks out from the saloon, uh, has walked out from the saloon, sees you rolling, and kind of goes up, um, and uh, she kind of stops you, and she goes, you going to talk to the new nomads? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm just mighty curious about them is all. Well, you seem like the kind of fella who can sell water to the drowned if you can get them to talk down the price uh uh for uh the munsons 
Uh, I I feel well. I feel downright terrible that I can't get their goods shipped uh, with these with these new nomads. Their their prices are nearly twice as high. Hmm. All right. So let me get this straight. Nomad pack that regularly comes through town goes missing. Signs point to uh, conflict with, you know, a tribe that you have been nothing but friends with. And then right when you need it most, a brand new nomad pack comes in and says they'll take your goods for double the price. I mean, it ain't that surprising. An LRC notice was put out shortly after you left that the Riveteers were, were uh, missing from their route. Nomads are bound to to move in, Where's especially one as fast traveling as this. Uh, it's going to be soft band, about a a week, week and a half uh, south of here. So you sent an LRC message two and a half days ago, and these folks got it and got here. I said they weren't that far, and they do have fast vehicles. Them that one there points at the younger one loading up. He came in on a jetpack. Their friend drinking at the saloon also came in on a jetpack. And when they got this hover car, it seems like it flies real fast. They hopped on the opportunity, as far as I can tell. But they're asking an arm and a leg. Well, all right. You know what? Let me let me talk to him. Do. All right. I mean, I, I'm, I understand that the price is going to be a little bit higher. And perhaps we can take some out of what Duke owes... The Munsons, but I don't want to shortchange them too much. I know they rely on on their payment coming into town, and all of that what all of what Duke would pay them, plus what I got for the note for the Riveteers, that ain't even enough to cover it. Not quite. At that point, I figure I figure the Munsons' overhead is probably uh, shot. Yeah, let me let me talk to these folks. Uh, see what uh. See what I can work out for you. Uh, said, folk, fellow's name is Keller. Uh, yeah, um, uh, Dante, Dante Keller, and uh, that's his wife Bridget. Fella drinking down at the saloon. Uh, his name's Colby. All right. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll work something out for you. Don't worry. All right. I mean, the Munsons, they, they're good folk, and I don't. Everyone's hurting from what's happened, but. I want to do right by them. They trust me with their spurs. Sure. Uh, don't worry. Um, listen. Your assessment of me is correct. I'll get this. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> uh, Kinsey, you uh, make it to the LRC tower. You pop it up. Uh, you do easily see after slotting in your LRC tag, there is like a public notice. Um, uh, basically, a uh, standard notice from um, uh, from um, it looks like yeah, it's it's a kind of a joint notice, um, uh, like a posting from uh, Father Wells and uh, Duke Russell and Michelle Green, basically saying like. You know, just a notice to the general area, like the uh, the Riveteers have gone missing. Um, anyone with any intel, that'd be great. Um, uh, that kind of thing. Last heard of, last heard from soft uh, from Soft Bend. 
uh, and uh, that was uh, sent uh, around the time that you guys left town um, mm-hmm. that that morning, basically. Um, and uh, yeah, they—that's uh, the only like recent notice you see. Um, sure. What else are you looking for on the LRC? Uh, <clears throat> I don't know if there's like a, a, a news channel or sort of just trying to get information for the Ophidians about the, the world outside of uh, their little camp. Oh sure, I mean there's there's. There are like the you are in Fort Dearborn territory right now, um, and so uh, there are like general bulletins from like the Fort Dearborn uh, official line. Um, Fort Dearborn's uh, LRC notifications are a little bit militant. I mean, everyone in Fort Dearborn proper is forced to serve in the militia for some time. Um, uh, that's just part of citizenship uh, in in Fort Dearborn. Um, uh, so they, you know, they have like their standard, like, you know, uh, it's a little, a little propaganda e where they're talking about how like um, a new garrison is being set up uh, uh, south of uh, of Serpent's Point um, to uh, head off any any more bandit activity. Um, uh, talks about um, uh, some talk about Waypoint um, uh, and its dealings with um fort dearborn and um also uh um some notices about um different things happening in san cordero um uh general general news um uh, mm. general like uh news bulletin from the from the fort dearborn post um nothing that jumps out super crazy except for there is like kind of a continued story about how uh far in the uh uh uh, like it's like a little sensational, but rather short story about how um, in the in the Western Badlands, um, uh, uh, nomad packs have been disrupted. Um, mm. But like no no uh, no other news beyond that. It only mentions the Riveteers. Sure. So you're not sure if there's like more info beyond that, or if it was just that somebody in Fort Dearborn heard that a nomad pack went missing and decided to make it a little bit of a story. Right. That makes sense. All right. And then I'll, I'll go ahead and send a message, uh, to soft bend, um, basically asking, uh, uh, as clearly as I can, when the last time they saw the riveteers, what, uh, what direction they were heading when they left. Uh, if anybody came through, Okay. Um, yeah. So you send a uh, a message to the, like uh, to the um, basically the sheriff's office of South Bend or Soft Bend. Um, <laughs> I didn't know why you did that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, you you send a post. You don't know when you'll hear back necessarily, yeah. but you do send a like. Hey, this is uh, uh, Ken Charlotte. Uh, uh, drifter, uh, concerned citizen, uh, uh, in, um, uh, in Soldina, just, just asking, like, any news? What do you got? That kind of thing. Right. Um, uh, no- notably, I am using one of the LRC tags that packs stone, because Kinsey does not actually have one of his own, so the name does not Kin- match Ken Shepard. Unless, unless Kinsey lost one, he has one. You start with one. <laughs> oh, right. Well, all right. 
in that case. But yeah, if you're using a, a random stolen one, then yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think he still will be, yes. Cool. Uh, meanwhile, Roland, uh, you uh, approach the uh, the hover car um, and uh, uh, the man sees you approaching, the man uh, you know to be Dante Keller, uh, sees you approaching, he goes, Yes, sir. You got goods to saying? Well, cloud cutters uh, are at your service. Sorry, what was the name he said? Cloud cutters. Cloud cutters. Well, uh, Mr. Keller, I, I I ain't got goods my own. I'm just, you know, sort of a concerned citizen coming on behalf of the rest of the town. Um, now, nah, listen, I I understand. Like you are, you're bailing, you're bailing Soldina out here. And and you got to make a, a profit on your journey, but I, I'm afraid your your asking prices are threatening to bleed the town dry. I mean, if if they pay what you're asking, they might as well not sell their goods at all. Well, I, I mean, I I try to make as fair deal as I possibly can, sir. Oh, I'm sorry. What was your name? Uh, ben Harris. Uh, Mr. Harris, I, I, we we make as as uh, tight as a deal as we can, but as you can see, he says, like uh, uh, tapping his hand on the hover car, he's like, we travel in the swiftest and fastest of vehicles. Premium fuel is not easy to come by, uh, and the maintenance on such vehicles is rather high, um, uh, as well as I mean, uh, with with speed comes security, and uh, you want your goods there. Quick lift, way faster than any other nomad pack. Well, the cloud cutters are the service uh, that you want to ask for. Um, well, so, I, I mean, I appreciate the fact that uh, we do ask more than uh, the typical nomad pack, but it all uh, pays out in the end. Your goods get there, and uh, any incoming goods come back twice as fast. Twice the price for twice the speed. Well, I'm, you know, I gotta say, it is downright miraculous how you was able to get here uh, uh miss green said you came in from soft bend oh no we didn't come from from uh soft bend we came from the north see we we were we were uh up north and and east quite a ways further than south bend but uh well, like I said, the cloud cutter uh, guarantee is we travel fast and when we heard that uh so Dinah was in trouble. We figured we would lend our aid. Sorry, you said you was you was further than Soft Bend. Uh, yes, sir. Sorry, Tommy. This is a question for you. It's a hover car, right? Not a flying car. Uh, yeah, but hover cars are specific. Like they're way faster than than the average car. Their top speed, especially if it has like any speed modifications, can be uh you know twice as high easily uh than a normal car sure so they could cut a week to soft bend down into three and a half days yeah about and yeah. further than soft bend down into a week yeah unless they, well unless they push really hard and didn't sleep right sure it don't add up it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't quite add up it would they would have to it, what he is proposing is not entirely impossible, but it would have to be that they like 
dropped everything, hit the road, and fucking all night, like, like you know, traded off the wheel and like top, like, like top lined, like damaged their vehicle to push it as hard as possible to get it uh, to Soldina as quickly as possible, like, Ooh, a, like sure. a rescue vehicle. <laughs> yeah. I, I, well, you know, I, I just what what I'm thinking is, you know, if you're if you're looking to make sort of a one-time trip on behalf of the folks at Soldina, you know, sure, I can understand your business model. But if you're looking to really be the nomad pack for this region, like, they can't afford these rates up front. Maybe, you know, well, over time. Sir, you misapprehend. We we, we really hope that uh, what has befallen, whatever has befallen the River Tears uh, is cleared up as quickly as possible i mean of course the the cloud cutters could uh amend our route uh to uh include soldina uh in perpetuity but that is not our intention here today sir no 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 we are here simply to provide immediate necessary aid for for the a town like soldina that relies so heavily on import export hmm but uh, uh, of course, I mean, if if the town requires, I will speak to my alpha and see if uh, there is a way that the cloud cutters could uh, uh, become Soldina's uh, primary uh, nomad pack. But I believe, sir, it is too soon to assume that the Riveteers may not have just befall, uh, befallen a ill fate that has put them off their route for a short period of time. Well, I mean. At the very least, like, I, I mean, these folks, and like you said, they rely on import export, and you know, uh, sorry, what direction is is Soft Bend? Uh, south, to the south. It's south. Mm -hmm. You know, with with the Riveteers, you know, well, it looks like might be caught up in some hubbub about west, you know. Who's saying when they're going to get back? To the West, you say? Last I heard, they came from... Uh, they were they were traveling from Soft Bend. Have you heard something new, sir? Well, you know, we... We spoke to the Ophidians, and, you know... Of course, the... Ophidians, you know, they ain't seen them for a bit. But some of their scouts, you know, caught wind to a trail, maybe leading off westward towards the to... the mountains think they may be caught up in the mountains well then perhaps maybe they may they might be safe uh, well perhaps sir you should speak to the to the sheriff of soft band or or some other uh, uh town maybe even perhaps uh uh on the other side of the mountain range and you could whip a pasta together i'm sure the uh uh the Riveteers would be appreciative of anyone searching the mountainscapes for them. Uh, great. I've had this conversation long enough to, to confident that I can get a read on this guy. Yeah, if you I'm want hundred percent confident. This is a very good grift he's running. It's <laughs> elaborate and has a lot of moving. All good grift, but <laughs> but it of course can't account for drifters yeah uh you can you can roll manipulate since you have playing the player you can try and, and... um i'll spend some of this great i've been hoarding sure okay. um yeah i'll spend three grit to bamboozle him yeah 
So he's at a minus three? Yeah. All right, you're at a, uh, you're up against a nine. Come to me with a nine? You bamboozled him, otherwise he would have had a higher number. <laughs> <laughs> he needed that higher number. I have five net hits over a nine. Whoa! <laughs> What's your highest? Wow. Uh, 13. Ah, oh, man, yeah. Oh, wait, no, that explodes. Ah. <laughs> oh, my God. Hold on. Unless I'm dressed to impress. It doesn't explode if I'm dressed to impress. Uh, oof. Actually, I think you are dressed to impress in this particular okay. instance. And it, then, alas, it is but five hits. Okay. So you get five net successes over this guy. Um, yeah. So uh, this guy, Dante Keller, um, uh, you catch a few things. One, he's full of shit. Um, uh, your, your initial suspicion, like, first off, he's like, he's like, well, uh, uh, you know, like we're, we're super good, but you're like, nah, that doesn't add up. That part's easy. Right. Like if, if he's in the nearest town to like the North East, like that's further than, than soft bend than like, even if it's just math, even like, like I, like I said, it would make sense, but like judging by the way he's selling it and everything, like it doesn't, that doesn't sound right. He would have, they would have, they would have had to hear it like immediately. Um, so he, uh, uh, there's a hole in the grift right there. Um, uh, also his whole, like, he's like, no, no, no. Our intention is not to become, uh, Soldina's primary nomad pack. Like you see right through that. Like he's, he's doing the snake oil salesman. No, 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 sir. He's speaking loudly enough. You can hear that. Like he's making sure that other people hear it. Like he's like, no, we're totally here for good. We don't want to step on anyone's toes. We're just here to help, you know, like being as super, uh, as generous as possible. Um, but yet, uh, you, you like, you can tell he's, he's not talking to you. He's playing the crowd. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, he's using this opportunity. He's been waiting for someone to ask this, this, the, ask him these questions so that he could, he could stamp any concerns. Um, uh, the other thing, um, that you get with five successes is, uh, when you mentioned that the, uh, that the Riveteers were to the West, which is where the mountains are, um, mm -hmm. he, he was concerned. Uh, he was like, wait, what? Like his, like his first instinct to be like, was like, what, wait, what have you heard? <laughs> like you, you saw that, that flash across his face for like an instance, but like a pro, right. He immediately was like, well, you should go. Like, if you have information, you should get a posse together and go help him. But like, you can like, like tell like his, his body language changed his, his like tenor changed a little bit. His voice narrowed in a little bit. So he's just talking to you and not the crowd where he's like, I don't want anyone else to hear about this. You should go now. You should go look into that. You should definitely leave town real quick and, and investigate that. Go to any other town than this town and, and go out that way. Um, uh, <laughs> is, uh, uh, you think that there's definitely your, your random guess of riveteers to the West, um, uh, has, has thrown him off his game a little bit. Um, so with your five successes, um, you are pretty sure, um, judging by this man's demeanor, uh, that the cloud cutters are trying to move in on, uh, riveteer turf. Um, they in some way have, uh, have, inconvenienced or attacked or hurt the riveteers in some way the way in which she speaks of the riveteers you you imagine that there might be a somewhat of a, of a rivalry between those two even if it's not overt it's enough that he has contempt for them um and uh he 
you yeah you you basically like think that the riveteers are in trouble in the mountains to the west of of uh snake eye canyon and that the cloud cutters are behind it and they're trying to muscle in on the riveteers turf you get all of that from that from that brief exchange with the with the man who continues to the out uh, outward eye to maintain his composure as he's like He's like, if you have any information at all, I recommend you you head hey, straight down. Hey, 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 stop talking now. Here's the thing. You've worked so hard, and I respect that. Listen, as a fellow practitioner, I respect yeah. But here's the thing. Now you got to cut me in, right? Because you want this to work. And for that to work, I need to not say the things that I know are true now. He looks a little concerned at that, glances over uh, to uh, uh, his wife, uh, who has kind of been listening in. She looks over to you. He goes, sir, can I buy you a drink? Yeah. Oh, I don't think so. He glances around. He goes, well, if I mean, if you have a business proposition you'd like to run by the cloud cutters, I suppose uh, I... Assume we could find a better venue for such a discussion. Nah, you really can't. Because here's the thing. Right out here, everyone can see you. Because that, that's what you want, right? You want to shout real loud about how you ain't stepping on no one's toes and how you absolutely ain't cutting in the Riveteer's turf. And you definitely don't want me to raise my voice when I say that you're behind their kerfuffle and do plan to muscle in and are planning to overcharge these people forever. Now I, I could get louder when I say that if you want, but I don't think you do. Right. You don't want that. Right. Mr. Keller. Uh, uh, he, he steps back like two paces and his wife steps up uh, and she uh, puts the, her mechanical hand like on your shoulder and like squeezes tight. And she goes, Listen, boy, if you want to try and turn the screws on us, you got to dust up on your hands. Now, no one in this town's a fighter, and you sure as hell ain't one. Hey, Pax, Sky. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Kenzie, I see you over there. <laughs> um, if I could have a confab real quick, uh, and all this I say, like, dead in her eye. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't catch your name, miss. What was it? Keller. Miss Keller? Scarier folk than you have tried to kill me more time than I can count. You don't have to try harder. You want to intimidate me. Now, you can ta start talking. Or you can... Well... No, I think this one probably just ends with you starting to... <laughs> Uh, Pax, you hear uh, Roland shout for you. Uh, sure. I turn to Sky and I go, stay, stay here. And I beat it into like, and I bust open through that door. <laughs> and I'm like, got like my weapons raised. Er. No, I've got the bow. I've got the bow. Like. <laughs> uh, no, 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 that, that ain't necessary. Right, Miss Keller? Uh, at this point, Father Wells walks up and goes, What is going on here? Uh, Mr. Harris, please, please. 
Uh, I am I am so sorry. Uh, these these folk are here to help the town. Hey, father. I just I gotta ask you like a couple questions real quick. One, you any good at math? I like to think so. I follow the uh, the verity of logic. I've had my schooling. Great. How far away is the next town past Softbound? Oh, almost two week time. Great. How uh, many days ago you sent a message that you needed help? About three days. Three days. But they they uh, they travel in uh, souped up uh, fast moving vehicles. And uh, uh, Dante goes, that we do. Uh, <laughs> Father, you see me take apart that car over there. You see me do it pretty good. These folks, they had to get your message the second you sent it, then drive nonstop through the night. And I tell you what, I like slam my hand down on the hood of the car. This ain't a hover car that's driven straight on through the night for four days straight. Uh... They, uh, Bridget and, or, uh, Miss, Miss Keller and, and, uh, Mr. Keller kind of glance at each other. Um, uh, the young, uh, the younger, like 30 year old guy, uh, kind of steps back, uh, uh, kind of sizing up the situation. Um, and, oh, what, what packs? Oh, I was just going to say, I put my bow away and get out my, like, casually, like not casually, but like not on the attack my my two my two like melee weapons like my big my big knives with the budgeting sides sure. Kinsey pops out of the door and points a gun <laughs> <laughs> you come around from the LRC tower gun drawn yeah. <laughs> um they kind of are looking at the situation um and uh uh father wells kind of like sits there thinking about it for a second and he looks towards uh Dante, and he goes, Mr. Keller, you have something to say for yourself? And um, uh, Dante goes, look, tensions are high. And then he jumps into the, into the car. <laughs> and then we're <all> initiative. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, we could have just had a nice, polite conversation in town. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what? I've saved up all this grit. You know what I use it for? What? I spent five grits of bamboo Keller. Just jumped into it. I can get him out. <laughs> so you put uh, you put Dante Keller at a minus five. Yeah. Okay. Nice. <clears throat> I see Nomad Pack initiative. He okay. don't get that this time. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> It's been like initiative. two whole sessions since we've had a fight. I'm dying to hit someone in the head. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, this talk, talk, talk. I had to find someone that we could beat up. 
Okay. Alright, did anyone get better than an 8? Yes, Kinsey did. No. What'd you get, Kinsey? 9. Alright. Dope. Uh, Roland, what'd you get? Uh, I got a 5. Alright, and Pax? I got a 7. Okay, Pax, what is your awareness? Ugh, I think it's 5. It is 5. Okay. Uh, so, uh, I will say that Bamboozling Dante did make it, so Kinsey gets to go first. <laughs> Dante would have rolled way better than a seven, but alas, getting super bamboozled made it, so he only got two successes on top of his five static. Incredible. I, I miss having five static. <laughs> uh, Kinsey, you're up. All right, perfect. Uh, I think, yeah, prob probably the first one. Oh, yeah, to give you uh -huh. to give you a little bit of a sense, Kinsey, yes. right? Yeah. So you're down the road a little bit. Um, uh, you kind of watched a little bit what of what has unfolded, uh, and you see this guy like everyone's kind of looking at Dante, and he's like, tensions are high. And then he immediately like leaps into the into the hover car, like kicks on the engine. Uh, Bridget um, uh, starts moving back and reaching towards uh, behind the seat, um, and um, uh, the the slightly younger man um, uh, reaches for a rifle on his back. I think I'm going to take a shot at Bridget. Um, I'd like to do a cold shot, and I'd like to shoot it up. Shoot at her arm. Yes. Okay. Uh, so take a minus two. Okay. And you're going to try and uh, damage her mechanical arm a little bit, make it malfunction perhaps. All right. I've got a high of 11. Okay. Um, uh, so, uh, Kinsey, go ahead and take some grit. Sure. Um, I'm going to play to the gallery so I can count these 12s. Uh, so... You you fire a shot. She's she's got her uh, her arm like her 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 good arm in the trunk of the car. Sees you take a shot, and she like leans back, and you just barely miss her her mechanical arm um, uh, with your shot as she 
produces a gun of her own out of the back of the truck. I'm going to double down. I really want to shoot it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you spend four grit, uh, get to double down, uh, and uh, you get an extra turn. Perfect. Uh, I'm just going to shoot her this time. Okay. Uh, this time you are current, you are up against a ten. <laughs> oh yes, yes, yes. Um, what is it? Two Brits to play to the gallery. I'm going to also do that. So how many net successes do you have? How much damage are you dealing? All right, so Over that's a six, six net successes. Aggressor. Um, yes, playing to the gallery made me uh, made two sixteens explode in one of those uh, succeeded. So, okay, well, uh, what's right. the accuracy on your gun? <laughs> <laughs> but yes, the accuracy on my uh, I am the uh, light firearm. Uh, so my accuracy is only three, unfortunately, with a power of five, which does 15 damage and a piercing of two. Okay. Uh, unless you want to use uh, punch it more. If you want to spend more grit, you could count more hits, but uh, that's I If I had more grit to spend, I absolutely would, but I don't. Uh, Fif- 15 damage, you said? Yes. Okay. 15 damage, yes. Uh, yeah. So uh, you you shoot you shot with your rifle first, right? Uh, no, it was with the uh, the light firearm. Oh, both times was the light firearm. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, so no, uh, no, sorry for the no, you're right. For the yeah, first yeah. Time it was the rifle. So so Kinsey's Kinsey's got like the rifle trained. Uh, the fight's about to break out. Kinsey fires one shot and then like immediately like lowers uh, uh, that gun in his offhand whips out his pistol and just like shoots a burst with his pistol because your pistol's a burst fire right uh yeah. and uh and like hits um hits uh miss keller uh in the side um her armor splintering and a little bit of blood like flying out as she like now instead of being like leaning against the car like to dodge she like slumps against it grabbing uh uh grabbing her her stomach with uh, her mechanical hand as like blood kind of starts to seep out um, and she, uh, is going to kind of, like, use her leaning up on the car to kind of push herself into it, uh, and then she's going to take a shot back at you, Kinsey, and she's also, it's got a spread, so she's going to spread it over to Roland as well. Sure. Uh, y'all are currently up against a 10. Uh, I have a 10. Okay. Best I can do. Uh, yes, uh, also the best I can do, also. Is it a 10? Yes. Alright, both of you can take grit. Uh, she's gonna play to the gallery to also count this 13. Perfect. Uh, 
which also gives her an 11. So now y'all get hit. For... Now I'm taking an injury. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe. Um, uh, almost certainly. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, you guys get hit for 18 damage with two armor piercing. Prior to your armor's toughness. Oh, brother. She hits you really good because I spent that crit. <laughs> Injury. Injury. All right. I'm going to take it. <laughs> <laughs> Kids is going to take an injury as well. That's okay. it. Both of you roll a d20. Yeah. It's the best one on that table. What'd you my get? My insight is lowered. Also my durability, which is quite bad. But my insight is lowered. <laughs> so your durability is lowered by one? Yeah. Okay, so you now have, what, four hit points? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, can he got a head wound, so my uh, reasoning and weapon reduced by one. Luckily, Kinsey does not use those at all. <laughs> Pretty much ever. Well, if you get around to rolling initiative again, that might affect your initiative. No, then it will have a problem, yes. Um, yeah, so... So, um, uh, she, le- like, jumps in the back and kind of, like, takes a knee, like, expertly, like she's ridden shotgun in this car quite a lot. Um, and she leans, uh, forward against the back seat and fires a spread shot into Roland and Kinsey. Roland, uh, he got, Kinsey got head wound. What did you, what's yours, Roland? What's the, it's a... Festering wound. Festering wound? <laughs> yeah, so Roland, um, uh, it, like, it, the, the spread shot, like tears up your shoulder a little bit like opening it up it's mostly cosmetic but you fall down for a second and like and you fall like in a mud pile like a little mud, a little muddy puddle that like splashes up and you feel it stinging as like as like grit and earth are like in your in the in the wound as you like stem, stumble back up to your feet ah shit that's infected <laughs> <laughs> and uh kinsey you uh, you dive out of the way, um, uh, barely missing. You feel like a couple of them like graze your shoulder, uh, but the LRC tower is right there, and you smash your head into it, and like <laughs> and stumble forward, and you got like a little bit of like blood trickling down uh, down your forehead. Uh, Look for things before you dodge, Kinsey. Look. For... <laughs> and uh, Dante is gonna uh, gun it with the engine. Uh, and he manages to increase it to its top speed as it, like, swishes around and starts flying out to the north side of town. Um, not actually able to get that much further away. Um, uh, uh, check a thing real quick. My, my camera is right in the way of, of my screen. You're, you're regretting what? <laughs> I gave up my missiles. <laughs> Pax is not forgetting. I haven't gone yet. Okay, uh, he does get a little ways away. He does. He does like uh, shoot a little ways towards the edge of town, uh, about halfway to towards the stables uh, on the northern side of town. Uh, that car, that hover car, is fast. And you can see, like, the goods that are like kind of sitting in the back, like rummaging the the tailgates, not all the way up. <laughs> Pax, you're up. So, so only what's his face was in the car. 
right? No, uh, both Mr. and Mrs. Keller are in the car as it is uh, leaving. Uh, they've left. There's that that like thirty year old guy. He is uh, <laughs> he is standing there. <laughs> Great. Um. What range are they at? Um, they are at um. Uh, standard range. Okay. Um. So I'm trying to decide between using Rosa's gun, the hard caliber gunslinger pistol, <laughs> the, um, and Miguel's gun. <laughs> On this one dude? No, on the car. Oh, on the car. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, prob. I think it's the same. Um. So. Kind of. The um. Miguel's gun has one more piercing. Um. And it has a longer range than a pistol. So I, I don't really know what the range for a pistol is. It was, it was kind of my point. Oh, I sure. don't want to take penalties. Uh, you, for... won't, you won't take penalties for using the pistols at this range. Okay. They did not manage to get far enough away to, uh, to incur penalties on that. They do have... Uh, well, wait, you're shooting the car or the people in the car? Um, probably the people in the car. Okay. Uh, driver or passenger? They're at, they have medium cover, so you're at a minus two for that. The... She's already really hurt. So, the driver. Okay. Uh, so you're gonna shoot Dante? Yeah, and I you, hate using guns, but. And you settled on on which firearm? You you did a lot of. I might do this. I might do this. What is it that you do? Yeah, so uh, I am going to shoot the driver with Rosa Valantez's gunslinger guns. Okay. So you, okay. You uh, you see this unfolding? You draw. Um, from like your back holster, one of Rosa's uh, hard caliber guns, uh, the light kind of like uh, the luminescent uh, parts kind of glowing a, a teal color as you um, uh, level it out. Um, and uh, you're shooting at Dante, so you're at a minus two. Uh, I will use motivational speaker and I will shout, don't let him get it. Oh, fuck. Yeah, no, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> So I have a silly question. Do do they see this coming? They know you're there. They are aware that you're there. This is not a sneak attack of any kind. This is an open fight. No, I know. I said it was plus a silly five. question. You get a plus five. So a total, five? a total of plus three because you're at a minus two. Okay. Let's see what happens. Is it only on the first roll? Because on the second roll, it'll be... That is a different attack. Normal? Yes. Okay. 
But right now we're just resolving a single roll. Yeah, I got two uses of motivational speaker. <laughs> How much reliability do these guns have? A lot. <laughs> uh, not that much, but enough. Uh, you are currently against a 12. God. My dice? Not super happy with me. Um, I'm gonna spend a grit to roll a, a fist die. Okay. Uh, plus three on my there. Ah, oh, that explodes. All right. So pink dice are not my friend today. Get in jail. Emmer effers. Okay. Neat. I have two net successes. Uh, I have a high of 15. Okay. Um, uh, so how much damage is that? 16 damage with zero piercing. Okay. I forgot just how fun it is just to shoot gunslinger guns. <laughs> They're really nice guns. I hate using them. Pax hates using them. Yeah, no, I love them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Um, uh, so, now, come on. Uh, Pax, um, Roland's like, get him, oh shit, yeah, use that, and you, uh, you level the pistol, and boosh, it's got a hell of a kick on it. Um, actually, yeah, you have to use a focus action to shoot with that gun, unless you wanted to have taken a minus three. Right, okay. Yeah, you're too, you, uh, you're too used to playing a gunslinger, and yeah. being able to dual-wield hard-caliber pistols. Yeah, so it's just, uh, you use a whole focus action, you cup, uh, it's got... A huge kick uh, knocks you almost uh, almost like back a step. You kind of like get blown back just a little bit by it as this massive shot shoots out um, uh, kind of a puff of like luminescent energy supercharging the shot. And uh, you see it like tear straight through Dante's like shoulder, blowing blood out on the uh, on the like uh, little like half windshield at the front of the car. Uh, and he slams against it, and it like swerves slightly to the side. And then he pulls back and like corrects it, and like stops from like slamming into a building, and gets back into the center and starts like fishtailing a little bit. He is super hurt, but still alive. Um. Are they so they're heading to away from the canyon? Yeah, they're heading north. Okay. All right, you good? Yeah. Um. Uh, the slightly younger gentleman uh, is gonna like step back, um, uh, like kick on his like jetpack, uh, a little like. Oh is going to shoot out uh, from behind him, and he's going to fly up in the air, um, and he's going to pull out two uh, 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 light firearms, and he's just going to... As he starts just tearing up full auto, uh, uh, just, like, shredding the street, um, all three of you are going to have to roll a, uh, a defense test. Man, I tell you what. They're not getting this town's contract. <laughs> if only they had just talked a little bit. 
I'm going to get shot and take another injury. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're up against an 11. Mm-hmm. Kinsey's got five, six. Oh, we're twinsies again. <laughs> you also have a high of six? Yeah. What about you, Pat? Uh, I have a high of 14. Um, okay. So you're Is there fine. a way that I can, like, use part of my dodge to, like, knock one of these guys out of the way? Well, I know that that's a deflect test. Yeah, that's what it would be. It would be a deflect okay. test. Okay, so I should have rolled deflect. Okay. Well, no, it's a different... Like, if you want to lose initiative, you could roll deflect to try and protect one of these two. But that's up to you. Mm-hmm. I'm fine. Don't worry about me. Okay. You, you also would know that you would have to beat an 11 with deflect, so I don't know how high your deflect is, but... Yeah. Unless you just want to get hit, in which case... Uh-huh. <laughs> Take a whole injury. Ah. Okay. <laughs> Get into cover, man. <laughs> I haven't had a turn. <laughs> I know. Uh, all right. So both Roland and Kinsey take uh, take ten damage. <clears throat> two. Uh, with two armor piercing. Only two. Okay, that I can take. That's fine. That's just a class one injury after my time. After your toughness, you reduce it to class one. That's great. There you go. (laughs) Guys, I'm a little bit off balance. Okay, I'm out of injuries I'm allowed to take because of the first injury I took. <laughs> oh no, yeah! You have fewer injury slots! Oh no, Roland! Uh, well, I hope I don't get shot again. <laughs> uh, he does have another gun, and he is going to shoot with his other gun. <laughs> I need all of you to roll a dodge test again. <laughs> oh, perfect. Okay. Hey, I found a number that's as high as I can. So, so this one is actually only a seven. <laughs> I got a nine. Wow, even if I, uh, okay, that's fine. I, I, could, I could spend grit to shoot you. <laughs> Kinsey's got a high of four. Okay. What about you, Pax? I have a 13. Okay. If, if spending grit would have also hit Pax, I'd do it, but I'm not gonna. <laughs> but but her, her, do- her defense is too high. Uh, so only, uh, only Kinsey gets hit here. Um, Pax, you dive forward. Roland, you stumble back, clutching your, uh, your shoulder. The g- ground around you just tearing up um, uh, as this guy kind of like pinwheels up in the air, just spraying down the crowd like the townsfolk are like scattering. Um, and, uh, Kinsey, you get hit, um, for another 10 damage with two armor piercing. Yeah, I'm going, I'm just class one injury, I'll take that. Okay, now roll, you have to roll two, uh, d20 and count the highest. Perfect. Because you, this is your second injury, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's correct. You should, you should take the 
lowest? Nope, the highest. Take the highest. Yeah, because the things that are higher are worse. <laughs> it sounded like you said the lowest. <laughs> nah, well, Kinsey's feeling a little bit overwhelmed at this moment, so he's going to take minus two to the target number of my next test. Okay, cool. Don't forget that. Minus two on your next test. Sure. Uh, and uh, then, yeah, he kind of is floating up there in the air, but he hasn't really quite started to make an escape yet. Roland, it is your turn. Great. Uh, I will shout out, there's one drinking in the saloon. Take one. And then it's Pax's turn, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I go there and I shoot him. You, you rush to the saloon? Yes. Okay, um... You can get to the saloon with a quick action and an athletics test. Because you're, you're going to tell which one is you got to basically run all the way around uh, the the church and go around the bend to get to where the saloon is. Okay. Instead, I'm going to I'll get him next. And I would like a called shot for the jetpack. You're going to try and shoot the jetpack nice. off of this yeah. guy's back. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, and I will shout out. Great! I just wanted to make sure we're on the same page. Do you? Uh, use motivational teamwork. Are you are you aiming with the hard caliber again? Yes. Nice. <laughs> uh, this is this is but a plus three this time, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, well, he has no cover from his jetpack. So, <laughs> uh, having recently played a character who had a jetpack, I know. <laughs> You're so easy to shoot up there. That's why you got to be really good at piloting. I mean, it does he give him. Even have cover. He does get a bunch of bonuses to dodge with it, right? Because the handling is really high. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just had a flashback to one of my favorite manifest playstations. <laughs> uh, you are up against the twelve. Uh, I have to roll some more dice. I think the jetpack is dead. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Okay. Uh, I have three net successes. I. <laughs> I have three net successes. I have a... Wait, am I at a minus two for handling a hard caliber? I'm not, You're right? only at a negative if you don't use a focused action to shoot. Okay, cool. Um, cool. Then I have a three net successes. I have a 13, a 14, and a 16. Okay, all of those beat the 12. Yeah. Um, uh, so how much, how much damage is that? Um, 24. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so you uh, you've kind of like rolled to the ground to avoid the gunfire. You shout out to Roland. You like plant uh, a, a long strided like lunge one knee down towards the ground uh, and you aim up and <clears throat> another giant kick from that gun as uh, as the like luminescent cloud <clears throat> shoots out of it and the bullet flies up pierces right through the jetpack and there's a big explosion at this person's back and he goes flying forward uh, and smashes into the ground. Um, 
Oh god, crashes with uh, air vehicles are even worse. Um, <laughs> I also know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, been, it's been a minute since anyone's crashed, so I'm just going to refresh myself on the rules. <laughs> Rough. Well, it could have safety features. It doesn't. Uh, <laughs> where I got like a little snowball. It was great. He's a dummy. Remember the time I fell out of a plane with no parachute? Yes, I do remember that very much. Um, remember when I did it? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Viewers, it was two different planes. Don't worry. <laughs> it was two different planes. Yeah. <laughs> it was differing amounts of okay, but all. <laughs> yeah. So he flies forward, smashes into the side of the LRC tower, crumples up oh, against no. it, and then and then like like kind of tumbles down and lands right next to Kinsey, like with a loud crunch, and he's dead. Oh, I didn't mean to kill him. Oh no! I wanted some information. Well, there's the one in the saloon. <laughs> yeah, Kinsey, you're like you got the blood like in one eye, and then there's just. Right next to you. <laughs> Good crazy. My goodness. You got that one? And I'm going to run towards the sun. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, and uh, Kinsey, it's your turn. Uh, Kinsey's going to... Let's see. How far... I'm sorry. I didn't hear what you said. The hover car. How far out of range is it? Or uh, it is still at st it's still at standard range right now because it hasn't had a turn yet. Ah, perfect. Yes. Uh, I'm. I'll take a shot at the driver there with the with the rifle. Okay. Uh, you are at a minus two because he has medium cover. Seven. Okay. Um, I spent all my grit. Uh, I will. Uh, well, you get you get a grit now. Um, he is gonna go it strong, uh, so that he can count this ten. Everything else he rolled was way too high. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, you uh, uh, with your rifle. Uh, line yes. up a shot. Um, it, it's uh, kind of swerved back into the middle of the street. You step away from the uh, the body that's just crumpled down next to you, and uh, you take a shot. And uh, he's kind of leaning over and he's fishtailing a little bit. Your shot just <laughs> zooms right by his head. Um, and uh, Pax. Yes. As you are coming around the bend of the uh, of the church, uh, you hear and you see flying up in the air uh, a, a man in his uh, 40s wearing a jetpack. Um, uh, he goes flying up uh, and he is going to use 
do, 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 do. Um, both of his quick actions to get some distance on you. Um, Uh, so he's going to use both of his quick actions to uh, uh, get further from you. So now he's at he's at um, like moderate to long range, uh, and then everyone can get um, a uh, grit as I double down with that guy, um, and he is going to with his rifle that he has, I think take a shot at Kinsey because he saw Kinsey firing at his at his dude. Um, so he's gonna return fire on you, Kinsey. He seems like he has like a really like long range like sniper rifle. Um, so he's like, he flies over you, Pax, flies over the triptych, uh, flies over the triptych church, uh, zooms up, catching up with the, uh, uh, with the hover car and actually overtaking it just a little bit. And then he spins around, like, hugging the rifle to his shoulder as he's kind of like, uh, with his back towards the ground, flying backwards. And he's gonna, like, put the scope up to his eye and he's gonna take a shot at Kinsey. Uh, I'm going to spin. Been two bricks place in the gallery. Uh, well, wait, wait until you see what I got, just in case, right? I don't know. Tommy might beef it. You are up against an 11. Uh, yeah, fine, that's fine. Uh, I've got a high. High what? Four. Okay, did you want to play to the gallery? <laughs> Yeah, I suppose I shall. Yeah, I'll place it in the gallery there. What are you able to count, then? Uh, the 11, which means it's just the one shot. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He only gets the one net success over you, which is um, still a lot of damage. Of course. Uh, take a look at a thing real quick. Pull up his stats. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, it is nine damage uh, okay. with uh, six armor piercing. Six. Sure. Yeah, I'll take that. I've only got one point of HP now. Yeah. Uh, one hit point. So he he like hovers, holds this giant rifle up to his eye takes a shot, it hits you like dead in the chest, uh, Kinsey, and explodes. It's more than just like a bullet hitting you. It like, it rips apart your armor, like shra shrapnel like digs into your chest, like blood shoots out of your mouth as you fly back as this big explosion like oh. bursts on your chest. Oh no. Um, it's going to be a problem in the future. <laughs> uh, and then, um, uh, pulling out her sidearm, um, uh, the wife is going to, um, take a shot at you, Pax. Okay. <laughs> Bless. She's gotten too far for spread shot to be useful. Uh -huh. Um, but you are up against a 12. 
I'm gonna spend a grit to play a to to roll another die. Okay. Okay. I have to say, low successes are my least favorite. Uh, but that'll do it. Um, what do you got? A fourteen. Cool. Uh, so you're. You see that you you see that shot ring out, and you look over, and you see the glint of her her, her pistol as she draws it, and she uh, takes a shot, and you just duck to the side, and the shot just flies wide over your head, um, and then uh, Dante is going to use his quick actions to continue to get away. Um, Don't forget, he's super hurt. He's super hurt. Uh, which is fine on that. He's, uh, they make it to the edge of town at this point. Okay. Uh, they make it to the edge of town, um, and keep going. Um, but as he, like, swerves, uh, uh, towards, like, one of the bridge, or towards the bridge, he kind of, uh, overcompensates a little bit, and he glides a little, and, uh, the hover car, like, almost falls off of one of the bridges into the trench, and you see some of the goods fly out of the back of the hover car as he kind of, like, skids to the side and then, like, levels up on the earth and then continues going. Um, he is now at extreme range. Um, uh, and, yeah, I'll go ahead and give him a shot at it. Uh, you can all take a grit. He's gonna double down and try to use his, uh, uh, use an action to escape. Um, Colby is, uh, or the, the other flying, yeah, Colby, you know his name is Colby. Uh, uh, he is still there at long range, but... Okay, he does manage to do it, even though he's injured. He starts he starts disappearing over the horizon. Uh, mostly because you guys just don't have a vehicle to chase after him. <laughs> but but uh, he manages to like kind of like uh, gain enough speed that you think that even if you get to the car and try to chase after him, he'll be gone. Um, but that's their turns. Uh, Pax, it is you. Okay, so there's this jetpack lady. The jetpack guy, yeah, with the big, uh, with the big sniper rifle who just shot Kinsey really hard. I didn't like. It. Okay. Um. But we want this person to live, right? Right. Probably, unless they carry notes on them. You know, like, like old RPGs, where like in case. Okay, so, um, are they close to anything? Like, uh, or can I get close to them? Um, you can certainly try. Um, like, get underneath, right? You won't be able to, you probably won't be able to get underneath. He's, he's at long range right now, uh, in a jetpack. For you to be able to catch up to him would be pretty unlikely. Um, like, to get, like, to get, like, directly underneath him. Like, you could run forward a little bit to try and reduce the range penalty, but um, you uh, it'd be pretty impossible for you to catch up to him. Like, you could try, but it's it would kind of be like a focused action to do it, and you would still need to roll really well and then double down to do something. Okay. Um, I'd like to spend grit to flashback. 
Okay, you spend four grit to flashback. You've somehow prepared for this uh, event. Uh, what did you do in the past that prepared you for this? I have net shot. I'd like to take the rope that I have and somehow figure out how to connect it to my net shot. <laughs> you want to make fishing net shot. <laughs> I want to fly a kite made of a person. It's not, it's, it's like, uh, uh, I have a bow and arrow now. So my projectile bow and arrow could have like a, a net pack on it. Do you have net shot for the bow or is it thrown net shot only? Oh, cause it's, it's oh, specific. I didn't know they were different. I mean, I guess I mean, you're flashing back. So it, it would just be like the expenditure of some spurs or cubes to get the get the, the the right appropriate kind of ammo. No, I have thrown projectile ammo. Okay. Net. So uh, part of the flashback would have to be uh, the expenditure of some cubes or some um, uh, some spurs to get uh, projectile ammo for your bow that is net shot. Um, and then I would let you roll like a machinery test to try and modify it so it has a... a attachment to it i have no cubes and no spurs oh but i i've been trying really hard to avoid using this grapple gun to shoot at the people i mean that's also that pretty hard to achieve <laughs> it, it there are, you can it just it, it's at a negative to uh to pull off Okay, so here's what you do. You take your net shot that's thrown and you throw it up. And while that's in midair, you take out the grapple and you shoot the net in midair. Because hey. that's not a person. It's <laughs> not. It would um, still be at a penalty. <laughs> I don't have the means to use any of the flashback to my advantage. So I would like to not flashback. Okay. And instead, take out my grapple gun. And spend two grit to bamboozle. Ooh, ah. Okay. You don't want to. You want to do. You don't want to do the thing that I said. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. Uh. What what quality grapple gun do you have? I have a two. Okay, so it is a minus four to take this shot. I would like to spend the rest of my grit to go it strong. Okay. You get to roll first and see if it's worth it. That's fair. Okay. Sure. <laughs> uh, so minus four, and it's finesse still. Uh, yes. It's a it's a ranged attack. Yeah. Okay. This is some bonkers game breaking crap that I'm gonna have to write rules for. All right. I mean, I'm bending it a little bit because technically there's only 50 feet of high tension cable on this grapple gun, but I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and allow you to close the gap and take this incredibly hard shot. <laughs> I could roll athletics if you want. Yeah, go ahead and roll athletics. We'll do it by we'll do it by the book. Roll an athletics test for your quick action to try and get within 50 feet of this guy. Okay, I got four hits on my athletics test. Okay, you can get to like just 50 feet of him. Okay. Or actually, hold on. Yes, it's got to be opposed because it's Chase. Uh, oh, what's your okay. highest? 14. Okay. Um, yeah. Can you still count that 14 if you're at a minus three? No. 
<laughs> what is what is your highest if you're at a minus three? It's pedestrian versus vehicle, basically. Uh, ten. Oh my god. Uh, how many net successes over a seven? Three. Okay, you are able to get within 50 feet of him. <laughs> nice. I really thought it wasn't going to work. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the rest of his rolls were 17, 17, 18. <laughs> man, I needed that to be his dodge, though. Okay. Yeah, now that um, I got that out of the way. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> so you're at a minus four to shoot with this grapple gun. Okay. He's bamboozled, don't forget. Yeah, uh, bamboozled by two, right? Yes. Okay. Um. Okay, so, and I'm at a minus four, so that gives me... Okay. Um... Okay, so um, with my minus four, my highest is a nine. Okay, his highest is an 11. I'm going to spend the rest of my grit to go it strong. And I have two net successes over an 11. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> so he's flying off with a jetpack. The jetpack kind of has like slight wings to it. Um, and you, uh, uh, sprint forward, uh, dropping the, uh, uh, the pistol into your, uh, holster and pulling out from, like, uh, your, like, center back, like, your grapple gun. And, like, you, uh, run forward and, like, kind of leap and, like, take a shot, a wild shot. It's, uh, the grapple gun shoots out right to the extent of the full cable, uh, and then it just catches on one of those wings. And I need you to roll... Well, no, you got four on athletics. I'll let that count. As you get lifted off the ground... <laughs> <laughs> I'm climbing this rope. This guy is not going to be happy. <laughs> uh, as you get lifted off the ground, not like super fly, like super high off the ground, but like your feet come off the ground. You're kind of being like dragged uh, uh, above the ground, flying. Like every once in a while, like dropping to the ground, having to kick up off of it as you're holding on barely to this uh, grapple gun as it's flying out. Um, that's Pax's turn. You guys see as Pax starts getting dragged out of town. <laughs> Is she flying that human like a kite? <laughs> also, it sure Pax, does seem that way. Pax, take a grip, because that's ridiculous. <laughs> also, uh, earlier, uh, y'all did some great roleplay. Take a grip. What did you just say? You uh, you all did great roleplay earlier, so everyone take a grit. Pax, you get an additional hey. grit for that ridiculous plan you just pulled off. That's my favorite grit. <laughs> I, th- I, I, I think I'm going to call it, like, sky fishing. The, uh, the Anglicans would be so pleased. That's, yeah! uh, uh, that's what they called it in the chat. Argit Lom said, sky fishing! <laughs> oh, yes! We're the same! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, all right, so Roland, it's your turn. <laughs> I don't know how to contribute to this. <laughs> I, I guess... I guess I shoot him so, a little bit. <laughs> shoot um, the wings off! Yeah, I would like to, I would like to damage his... I, I don't want him to go 
plummeting to the ground. I don't think my is powerful enough to do that on my best day. <laughs> but but I would like to specify I'm trying to. So you're doing a cold shot then? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and it's uh, against uh, his jetpack. I mean, there's no yeah. cover anyways. But yeah, okay, you're aiming at the jetpack. All right. Minus two for the cold shot? Yep. Hey, look at that. Bad roll. <laughs> Oof. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you're up against a 13. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I, I saw that roll and I was like, oh no. <laughs> even even dragging a person, he has some handling bonuses with the jetpack, so. <laughs> yeah, no, I got. Uh, like, I could spend grit to get... If I had five grit, I could hit. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Roland uh, uh, pops a shot off. Uh, uh, and unfortunately, like, he's like... He just ducks down and swings up. He's, like, got the, like, extra weight of packs kind of, like, twirling around behind him. And you just you just miss with your shot. Um, it is uh, Kinsey's turn now. I think Kinsey's going to try and his off. You're gonna try what? To to do the same thing, damage his jet. Okay, so you're taking a minus two to try and uh, damage the jetpack. Yes. Man, I am not a very good shot. All right, Kinsey, you're up against an eleven. Well, that's at least one, one six. Okay. Uh, so that's with a power of six with two armor tiers. Alright, power six, two armor piercing. Uh, so you do you do hit it a bit. <clears throat> It's still got like some some like uh, oh, it's a little worse than I thought. Okay, um, uh, so you do hit the jetpack. Um, uh, uh, you see like your shot clang off of it, and a little bit of like uh, sparks and like uh, maybe some hydraulic fluid on like the right wing kind of shoot off a little bit. Um, uh, but like he he doesn't really like lose a lot of altitude. It's damaged, but not in a way that is necessarily affecting him yet. Sure, and then I'd like to duck behind cover shot. Uh, did you shoot with your pistol or your rifle? Rifle. Okay, so you won't be able to like cover, cover, uh, but you can kind of get like you can kind of get like up. I'll give you like uh, light cover. You get like uh, you just push yourself up against the building, make yourself a little yeah. harder to hit, so you have a, a a plus one to any defense test you may have. Great, thank you. <clears throat> it's his turn. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna try. He's gonna try and shoot uh, the rope. Can I defend with athletics to try and move it and jiggle it? Yes. 
Um, I will give you, based on the situation that you're in, right? You don't have a lot to, like, a lot to work with. There's nothing to kick up off of, really, at this point. Um, uh, but you can, like, kind of twirl your body and, like, you know, move your arms in a way. You have athletic skills. So, basically, you have a situational modifier of, um, we'll put you at a minus, I think, four. I think it's got to be minus four. <laughs> wow. You just gotta engage your core. To be fair, though, just so you know, he also has a lot of penalties because he's trying to shoot a, uh, a cable that is attached to his back with a gun that is like a sniper rifle as he's flying. So, like, you both, it's a sloppy action altogether. <laughs> Though he definitely has a bit of an advantage over you on this. <laughs> well. Okay, well. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, uh, so his highest is a six. My high is a seven. I'm really glad that I don't have to spank it. Okay, cool. Um, so he twirls around kind of panicking uh, and like fires off like a couple shots with his rifle uh, uh, and you like you kind of just like you think for a second he's shooting at you so you kind of like try to twirl with it and you realize he's going against he's trying to shoot the cable uh, and so you like you know um, uh, kind of continue to swing your way like make yourself wide so you catch more air um, uh, and like make the cable like start swirling even more and his shots go uh, a little wide and then um uh, he, uh, like, starts to lose altitude and speed, uh, as he, like, as you kind of make yourself wide and give him a bunch of drag, and he, like, lowers down to the ground, and you, like, your feet skim on the ground again, and, um, yeah, we're gonna, uh, he's gonna have some penalties to any more defense tests he may have as he's lost control of his vehicle. Oh, hey. Because he right. rolled a misfire. <laughs> uh, so he's lost control, which, like, kind of is a little bad for you, too, Pax. It looks like he might crash soon. Um, but it is your turn, Pax. I don't have a plan. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have enough grit to flash back? You could have a second grappling hook. No. Yeah. <laughs> that would be hilarious and awesome but i gave away my last grappling hook so um because i had two <sighs> that was foolish <laughs> i couldn't think of a reason more than one um this exact situation right um what was the answer to that i would i want to climb up on this rope Okay, that seems like an athletics test to me. Um, you can have, though, um, uh, because of the grapple gun, uh, you can have a plus two. Because it can Cause reel it just it, Yeah, because it retracts. <laughs> that specifically, it will... Get, it will uh, okay. uh, to do high-speed repelling or climbing with a grapple gun often requires gymnastics or athletics test with a plus one, two, or three, depending on the quality of the grapple gun. So. Yeah. <laughs> That's wonderful. That's hilarious. Everything's coming up packed. So you have a plus two, which I, I think ultimately nets you a minus one because the situation is still ridiculous. You're still flying on the back of a car. <laughs> okay. 
Um, all right. I uh, is it opposed? No, no. You're just at a okay. minus one unopposed I to have, try and. I have three hits. Okay. Um, yeah. So you like start. It starts retracting, and you hold on and uh, like pull yourself in. Uh, are you trying to get like in contact with him? I guess so. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you and now you're holding on to the back of the uh, of the jetpack. Cool. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take out my knife, <laughs> and I'm gonna put it around his throat. Okay. And I'm gonna say, "Land us, or we're both dead." Okay. I'm not very convincing. It's more of just a threat. Uh, so you can roll intimidate. Okay. <laughs> um, I will give you. Um, so I'd give you like a minus one for like having to shout over the roaring of the engine. Um, but I'll give you. But like that's still gonna. You're still gonna net positive because you're hanging on to the back of his thing. He's lost control of his vehicle and. Um, uh, yeah, I think I think the next thing would be like you have the knife to his throat, but then the minus one makes it a three. So you're at a plus three to intimidate. Okay, Let's see what happens. I'm not convincing. We want to do the opposite. He's gonna choose. We both die. Yeah. <laughs> Little does he know, I have a grit left. <laughs> Um, wow. Okay. Um, you're up so, against a nine. Yeah, I can't beat that. Okay. Uh, but I can take away some of his successes. I have a seven. Okay. Um, uh, I guess it's a defense test, so that doesn't matter. Never mind. That's not how the game works, viewers. <laughs> uh, so he doesn't say anything back, uh, but you're, you shout that with a knife to his throat. Roland, it's your turn. You've seen, you've seen Pax at the northern end of town going over the trench. Like, Pax is, hang, has, is now hanging on the back of this guy as he, like, pinwheels in the air, like, dipping down and flying up, like, looking like he doesn't really have control at the moment. <laughs> All right. I will, like, look through <laughs> the scope of my rifle and just... Hey, Kinsey, do you have, like, do you have, like, an idea... <laughs> I'm not a very good shot is the thing and like before and now I would hit packs and I don't want that hey anybody else in the town do you have an idea about what to do here is that, is that your turn just asking everyone what their idea is go get the car yeah right sorry I'm a little shaken from <laughs> Scott, how are you doing? Scott, do you need to get back to your life? <laughs> I say as I, like, start jogging towards the car. Yeah, Sky's come around because she was told to wait, but she heard a bunch of gunfire. She comes around and sees you running back. She sees, like, the crumpled body uh, nearby the LRC. She sees this, like, pinwheeling guy in the distance and was like, Bex? <laughs> Uh, and then you start jogging, jogging to the car. Um, yeah, with your focused action, you can make it in the car and, like, turn it on. <laughs> <laughs> Kinsey, you're up. 
Uh... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd like to help with the car. <laughs> Maybe I'll just take one shot with my pistol, just as kind of like a wild side run. As you're running, take a shot and then get in the car. Yeah, sure. Well, there's, you know, beyond half cold types of things, just like, ah, yeah. Uh, so, so uh, you are at a uh, minus two for range um, uh, at this point um, yes. as you try to shoot this guy. <laughs> Ooh, wow. These are all very hot. <laughs> Do I have one more? Uh, you're up against an eight. Well, I've got two tens that say oh, I've hit that one. Ten. Ten damage and uh, two. Ten damage with two piercing? That's right. Kimsey kills him accidentally. <laughs> Then I just shed his body and try to learn how to fly a jetpack. <laughs> you were shooting at the guy or the jetpack? Um, I guess if it makes because uh, no, I'm doing. A, it was at a minus two, right? So I am shooting at. No, jet. you're you're at a minus two for the distance now. It would be an additional minus two distance. to shoot at the jetpack. So yeah. So okay. I'm shooting at the guy. Shooting yes. at the guy. Okay, nine damage, two piercing. He can't be dead from that, right? It was ten damage actually. Sorry, ten, ten damage, damage yes. two piercing. But I'm sure he has okay, he could be dead from that, but, like, <laughs> what if he wasn't? Um, yeah, Pax, you, you got this guy, you're swinging around, and then a bullet, you hear, like, a off in the distance, like, over the sound of the engine, like, the slight sound no, of no, a, no, a gunshot, no, no, and no, it, no, no, it hits no. the guy in the shoulder, and he's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, as he spins around, he doesn't look super wounded by it, but he's a little wounded by it! <laughs> okay, it's his yeah, turn. Runs off to the God. Yeah, and then you, uh, with your other quick action, Kenzie, you get in the car with Roland. Um, oh and, uh, yeah, Pax, let's see if this guy can regain control of his jetpack. He's lost I'd control. really love it if he could get in control of his <laughs> Oh, my God. What has happened here? <laughs> really gone off the rails on this one. <laughs> okay. So he's a little hurt. <laughs> he's got the extra passenger. He was recently threatened. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> and so we'll say the, the two and what was it three of them who were in the hover car did uh, escape a predator, the predator being. <laughs> yes, yeah, so you get a grit and everyone gets an XP. <laughs> Um, so, 
he doesn't regain control. No! But he did get one success, so he doesn't crash. Hey. And he has slight bonuses to try to gain control on his turn, his next turn. Uh, but but yeah, he he is still spinning around, uh, uh, flying off into the distance north of town. Um, uh, but he hasn't quite hit the ground yet. His like his altitude like dips dangerously close to the ground, and then they like turn sideways no, 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 and flies no, no, no. up. Uh, and um, yeah, he's just like spinning all around. The extra weight of you is throwing him off for sure. Um, uh, so that's his his turn. Pax, you have a final turn. Is there anything within 50 feet of me? Uh, the ground, rocks, stuff like that, for sure. Is there like a, like a, like a tree or a bush or a rock with a jagged edge? Um, roll an observe test for me and, and, oh, how, and I knew you were gonna say how, that. how well of an observe test you roll will tell me how good of a ledge you find to try and okay. shoot at. Um, you're gonna be at a minus two, though. I would say you're a bit distracted. Yeah, that's, that's totally reasonable. Like, I can't fault that logic. Not even a little. Okay. All right. Um, at a minus two. Um, I have two hits. Okay, cool. Um, so there's no trees. That's just, you don't need to get any hits to know that. Um, uh, there's plenty of rock and like cracked. I said that like the ground around here is like cracked and has like natural like ridges. Um, mm -hmm. You see some spots where you might be able to shoot. It's still going to be an extremely hard shot, but you spotted a couple spots where it might work. Um, so I'll reduce the penalty a little bit. Um, we'll call it a minus three to try and hit something with your grapple. On top of the minus four? No, the minus four was to shoot a person with a grapple gun. Okay. <laughs> okay, so... Shooting an inanimate object with a grappling gun is exactly what it's made for. Yeah. yeah! But it is a relatively hard shot, but you did this you did roll well enough on your observe to, to reduce that a little bit, so it's only a minus three. Okay. <clears throat> this is exactly oh. what the inventor of the grapple gun envisioned. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um. <laughs> oh, all right. Um, what's the accuracy of a grapple gun? Uh, no, you just, this is just a, a test. Just roll okay. a range test. Minus three. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have four hits. Sweet. Yeah, you, you nail it. You're spinning around. You give up on the knife on the throat. You're just holding on. And you slide back a little bit so your arms are extended. You look behind you and you see like the like cracked ground like coming towards you and then going away and then coming towards you as you're like spinning around, getting really dizzy. And then you hold out your hand and shoot the ground and uh, mercifully it dives into like kind of that cracked earth and the, and the spokes seem to catch purchase and um you quickly hear you quickly see and the and the tension becomes real tight um are you trying to stop him are you trying to like like captain america hold him in place or are you just trying to like pull yourself to the ground what what are you attempting to or like what do you do now that uh, when the cable snaps top what's your what do you try to do 
hold on to him um, and the grapple gun. Hold on to just the grapple gun. What's up? Yeah, me, me and him. I'm gonna do my best, Chris Evans. I I can. Yeah, do it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. So it's gonna be an athletics test. Yeah. It's gonna be opposed. And by gravity? By, no, <laughs> by by like him, right? Yeah. Um. Uh, and you're still gonna have negatives, even though it's opposed, because this is insanely hard. What you're trying to do. I realize this. Um, I have two grit. I would like to bamboozle. <laughs> so, uh, minus three. I got. I gotta put it at a minus six. I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, I don't have... Th- oh, wait. Ooh. <gasps> Was someone threatened with violence? Yes. <laughs> have I... Um, no. Um, an open bite was avoided through underhanded means? At the beginning? When they didn't... When we didn't fight them and they ambushed us? The ambush happened at the last... You guys got grip for the last one. <laughs> an open fight was avoided That's because... your fault for not resolving it in one session <laughs> <laughs> The open fight was already uh... The open fight was avoided because Kinsey didn't freak out and lied to us He, he didn't though <laughs> oh, fine. What um, are your other two advancement triggers? <laughs> I get away with breaking the law. I killed taking, a guy. And taking something. Well, that's no, that was a fair fight. Uh, <laughs> I take something I want, but don't deserve. I'll give you, I'll this give guy's jetpack. Yeah, I'll give you, I'll give you, you take something you want, but don't deserve, and that's this opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> or, or rather, a joyride on the back of this guy's jetpack. All right. I'm going to spend... So that gets you a grit. You don't have to spend your grit until after you roll if you're trying to do go it strong, but that's... Okay, but I will I will roll, and then if, I will go it strong. If I'm understanding right, you only have three grit, so you don't bamboozle I... him now. Right. Okay. Currently, you're up against an eight. Okay. But I got grit. <laughs> I'm going to go with strong. To be able to count? A 13. Ah. Okay. I will also go with strong. Oh, shit. Uh, Wait, I get grit for that. I can live. You do get a grit. Um, I'm going to count this 12. <laughs> okay. So you only get one net success, right? Two. You get two. Oh, you nice. got two thirteens. I have a, I have a, I have a twelve and a thirteen. Okay, um, so, <laughs> so you don't. So what happens is you manage to like hang on. Your your shoulders like pop with the force Ow. of of yeah. like this, but you manage to hang on, and mercifully, instead Ow. of him doing 
because he doesn't have complete control. So you luckily, instead of him having like the full jet pulling directly opposite this cable, you manage actually. <laughs> tension at all. <laughs> he's, just, he's, just, he's already turning that way, and you pull that way, and he fucking Amazing. zooms over this way. He's still out of control. <laughs> Kinsey, you got a turn, but you're a passenger, and you don't have real line of sight at this point to do much. Do you want to hold your turn and have and let's see if this guy crashes? I do. Okay. I really, I really... <laughs> <laughs> he crashes. <laughs> so, no. so fast, you gotta hold on. He, he fucking like zooms oh over the other way. Uh, Pax, I will give you a plus two to your uh, gymnastics test to try and, like, disengage from this crash before it happens. <laughs> I think I think you've earned that. <laughs> um, I'm not feeling danger from this event. <laughs> uh, so I guess I said a plus two, but honestly, it's going to be an even keel because it's your be at minuses and pluses. So yeah. Okay. Let's call it no modifier. You get to roll a gymnastics test to try to avoid this this crash. As you bail out, you realize you're like, oh my god, it works! And then you're like, see the ground swinging away and coming right back at you, and you're like, ah, and let go right at the last second. <laughs> oh wow! Is this un unopposed? It's unopposed. This is just a uh, reducing fall damage. I rolled so bad. I mean, if it was opposed. <laughs> Which, um, sorry, I got four hits. Okay. Maybe I have a one, a three, and two fours. Jeez. Uh, also, the chat says that I did a jetpack suplex. Hmm. Yep. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> you did straight up just play Just Cause for about 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a that's a that's a video game? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Grappling okay. hooks and and grappling to and from vehicles features heavily in the whole thing. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> wow! 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 Did he die after all that when I could have just shot him? <laughs> I really hope he lives. Can I spend a grit so he lives? No. <sighs> Nards. Okay, I'm gonna take into account. All right, Pax. <laughs> uh, you're going. You got four hits, which is really good. You're going to take a whopping eight damage. Ow. I still have two hit points. <laughs> As oh, you, it, does it hit my armor? Uh, yeah, yeah, it does. It does smash into your armor first. Eight damage, no piercing. Great. I still have seven hit points. <laughs> Uh, as you see what's happening, so you like, uh, he's like lost a little bit of momentum and like there's a brief moment where like the slack on the cable like loosens and you realize like he's about to just nosedive at that point because it's like, huh? 
um, right at the end of his little like uh, his little <laughs> half moon. Um, and so you use that brief moment, you let go, and then you start pulling yourself in towards the ground at an angle, and you slam into the ground and try to roll with it, slamming, knocking the wind out of you. You tumble to the ground and uh, there's a big smashing uh, sound with a slight explosion as this dude just head pl- head, head plants into the ground, uh, uh, crumpling up and a, a small explosion scorching his, uh, his lower half um, as he uh, dies from impact. Is he even alive? Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> uh, packed. I could have just shot him. And uh. and that's where we're going to end the session because I got so excited during that fight, I completely lost track of time. We've gone way over. Because <laughs> that just started getting so wild, I just had to resolve it. Mm-hmm.